0: Hey, Skyfairs, and welcome to A4Cast, the CalDRAN Overlords channel and podcast, where today we are chatting with Jeremy Vaser uh, about his recent tournament win at the Summer on the Coast GT in California. California or Washington? Washington. Washington. I don't. But not Washington. <laughs> but not Washington, where everybody thinks Washington is. If you're not an sure. American. <laughs> like, it wasn't
1: Welcome in the to White geography
2: house. class with either cat. <laughs> yeah.
1: and... it's, it's the one that borders Canada. You can't miss it.
0: <laughs> oh, wait. I'm so you did. So years. it's it is Washington, Washington, D.C. Yeah, the state of
1: yeah. Washington is Washington, oh, D.C.
2: Right. is on the East Coast where I yeah. moved from about a year and a half ago. And Washington State is in the Pacific Northwest. Okay. So you flew
0: for the tournament or drove or whatever. Because you're on the West yeah,
1: Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's like a three-hour
0: drive. Oh, okay. We, uh, you, this whole thing confused me because I thought you were on the East Coast because you went to an East Coast tournament. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got I do that the- a lot. We have a big problem with time zones and sorting out shows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of time zones, yeah, that's great. from the bottom of I'm the world, back. <laughs> we have Kron back. Welcome back, Kron.
3: Yeah, Um, I'm back Um, from your end, end of the world. <laughs> and um. Yeah, back in back in Adelaide, uh, with with the he- with the headsets and the computers. So hope hopefully I'm I'm not s- trying to film this on some like tower of uh, with a <laughs> telephone s- connected to a of charger and hoping for the best. No, this will. <laughs> we're back. This will uh-huh. work. I was wondering Another. how you always manage to uh, prop up the the
2: recording device if it was your phone or some other small webcam with like I can imagine like a series of stacks of books and and props and and it being like this uh,
3: tower of uh, uh, disaster waiting to happen. <laughs> uh, it's looking look, look, looking like something out of like of uh, like. Uh, 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 Home Alone kind of of device (laughs) with just, like, whatever I've got, like, be it, like, a a box or uh, several, like, um, like, just uh, chocolates just stacked on top of each other. What, like, anything and everything that came to hand. But, nah. So you're making your way out of
1: this. (laughs)
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, as, so... What basically what you're saying is you're not going to run out of battery halfway through the show.
3: Hopefully not. <laughs> that's Unless that's the entire course. power grid uh, runs out of battery, in which case we've got bigger problems I think. <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: And uh just I oh, just want just so everyone knows how awkward Cron's time zone is. It's not just a matter of hours, it's half an hour different because it's like the only place in the world that has a half hour difference. Oh yeah,
3: knows. it's Adelaide. We're we're special. We got we we're not we're, we're <laughs> with the extra half an hour just different for, to the rest of Australia. We need to differentiate ourselves from the Victorians, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and last but not least, we have Mr. Matt Barker on the show again. Welcome back, Matt.
2: Cheers, everybody. How's everybody doing? Thank you for having me on again, Lee.
0: How many times is this now, Matt? Uh,
2: how many poor decisions have you made? Um, I think we're pulling up probably on about ten, ten 10 or so.
0: Okay, cool. We might have to start thinking about making an official co-host at
3: this rate. You keep this oh. up, you might become a regular. That, oh, yeah. my goodness. Dude, yeah, I'm, I'm excited.
2: Get it ready for my
3: promotion, sir.
0: You Off have to like, start shining our boots and stuff.
1: I, I, I really thought it was spe- you guys only invited Matt because uh, it's in my contract. You have to have Matt on all my interviews. I, <laughs> I'm really confused by this. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, we we generally like having Matt on.
0: <laughs> like, oh, good. It's not just because it's not just because you requested him. <laughs> but you did. Love it.
2: Love it. Love
0: it. Uh cool. Uh so I guess we should, we've had you on before, Jeremy, but in case yeah. other people didn't catch that show, um, we've covered the geography. But do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Um yeah, uh, sure. Uh, if you don't know who I am or don't remember me, uh, which is, you know, I'm very happy about that because I think I want to be as forgotten as, forgo- as forgotten as possible. Uh, my name is Jeremy Visser. I was here on the show about a year ago or a year and a half ago when we did the, the Old Town Throwdown first GT for 3.0. And we're doing this again for 3.1 or whatever you want to call it, uh, the new GHB. Three, uh, and uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, uh, for almost same identical thing, playing KO at uh, 4-5 round GT. But for the most part, my background is uh, I was a captain last year of Team America. This year I am the logistic like guru and I'm taking care of all the things that the cap- so the captain can focus on the strategy and potentially crossing my fingers also the commissioner for the AOS Worlds uh, event since I'm also running for that position as well, uh, which would explain why I'm not captain. Uh, and finally... Uh, I've been playing AOS for since 1.0, basically, yeah, since 1.0 came out. Not not really competitively until the first GHB, but been playing uh, AOS uh, since then. You might also know me as uh, the guy who wins KO at ITC for, and then sometimes wins ITC. That's maybe <laughs> what you know me from as well. So. What I, what I took from that was basically
0: like an AOS politician you're like running for office in things, and then oh, also, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Is was there actually competitive play before GHB? Was that back when like?" I guess there must be. Uh, there there wasn't.
1: There was people trying for a while. I mean, I mean, there was like that whole comp system of like you can take only a hundred wounds or something. Yeah, and then,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: right. yeah I mean, those dark days.
2: <laughs> and then there was, uh
1: there was something a, in the uh, dark. There was,
2: <laughs> yeah there was a system that was uh god i haven't been on this website in years but uh there's a system on Daka Daka that was called project points cost where they tried to come up with a point system based on yeah. their subjective opinion on, on units and it was something but yeah and then the people were using wounds it was a wild west
3: oh yeah
1: <laughs>
2: Crazy. There was
3: a lot of competitive dancing and beard measuring going on there. Uh, it's, it's a different world, different world. I
0: miss that. I
1: miss that.
0: And people complain about what we have now. <laughs> how, how we have moved. Wow. Good. Good.
2: That's a great great uh, trip down memory lane.
0: Cool. Um, yeah. And you don't always play KO, though, do you? How would you
2: describe
1: no, what you are? Because I've heard people describe you
0: as a dwarf player. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I love dwarves. It's my favorite faction. I won ITC with fire slayers two years ago. Played a sh- like a shit ton of fire slayers, uh, and then I swapped to KO the year after. But then COVID started. Uh, I just wanted to go through every dwarf faction uh, and like try to win ITC with like each of them. Uh, and so right now I'm trying to do it with KO. You I know, mean, it's uh, proving a little bit more challenging than fire slayers. Okay. Uh, well, vice, roles are reversed now. I guess I think in a way, but yeah, yeah I mostly a dwarf play. Like, I'll play anything because that's kind of the role for being on Team America. But like, I prefer playing dwarves if I can get away with playing dwarves. So,
2: Jeremy, I'm going to get you to play Blood Bowl, and uh, we can get you a dwarf team because they're awesome at Blood Bowl.
1: Blood Bowl is my least favorite Games Workshop game. I fucking hate that game so much. <laughs> oh my god! Roll one. The play is over.
2: Why? <laughs> it's that's a very, tough. it's a very punishing game.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It is. Cool. Uh, hello to Kelly in the chat. If there's anyone else uh watching live and you're in the chat, say hi. Um Before we move on, is there actually any news related to dwarfs or chaos? Because we don't care about the <laughs> chaos stuff that's come out. Um, because there's like new chaos models, but we don't care
3: about them. Let's see. Sci-fi dwarves have gotten a few more updates. They got a little Dune buggy. Oh yeah,
0: the Dune the thing.
3: Yeah. Not yeah. sure like the
0: moon buggy.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um I'm, I'm not sure if
2: I... how we're gonna use it for KO, but <laughs> I'm not sure if I have the motivation to use those um the League of Votan models in conversions, but I am really excited to see what people um turn them into for Caradon Overlords because there are some extremely talented hobbyists as it continues to grow and grow. So I, I'm excited for that. Although I personally probably uh, won't be exercising creativity in that area.
0: <laughs> well, uh, yeah. One thing I noticed is with that moon buggy thing is it's got like these dome shaped cockpits yeah. and it looks like they are optional because you can yeah. see all the guys inside. So they might be useful or the, the guys inside might be useful for KO stuff. Like, uh, yeah, anything uh, round it... is good for KO.
1: Yeah, if you if you wanted to get ahead of the curve and make yourself a little like grunny themed army, uh, this would be mm-hmm. the army models to start with because they look, they have like the the Ironkin, which are like basically mechanical dwarves. So there you go, you gotta you gotta you start to your <laughs> theme <Grunny-themed> now. <laughs> so.
3: I, I love their their um, version of the the guard, the Terminator looking things with the, mm-hmm. the like the knives coming out of the out of their. Uh, or the swords the coming out of their arms um yeah i think those would make for some really interesting like if you were gonna ally in some fire slayers to ko like you could use something like this to be like your mecha combat ko uh models
1: yeah great for stormcast as well as you know if you want to ally yeah. some stormcast models would be a great one
3: i do yeah. like those oh.
2: rounded dome Shields, windshields, visors, just because it does have that very sort of low tech vibe to it, Um, you know, sort of like harkening back to like the 50s or 60s when they were looking at the early days of science fiction. And it kind of gives that low tech vibe that's perfect for a fantasy setting. Um, So it's really, really cool. I love those models so far. Cool.
0: Uh, So, yeah, I think that's all the news. Um, Oh, one other bit of news, actually, and this is a good segue is we there is someone at... uh I can't remember the name of the tournament now. You just mentioned it to me earlier, Jeremy. Oh, and Summer Slaughter? Summer Slaughter, yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. I should know because it's in my country, but I have to hear about it. From
2: Carnage, Carnage. But,
0: Carnage right. is in your country. Summer Slaughter is in uh, oh, Pennsylvania, just, America. Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, well Hang on, which is the one you were talking about earlier where someone is basically... Using oh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so that, well, there's someone
1: basically using... Uh, the same list as you and currently did you
0: say two o or
1: 2-1 yeah he was 2-0 when uh, 2-0. i think the round three is about to start uh yeah he was the, he brought the carbon copy of the list there was a another player who brought like a same version of like a uh, he just changed one endless spell in it and uh but he dropped that i think before the tournament game started okay. so but it was gonna be funny watching like a bunch of all of a sudden like by the way the east coast in america has like zero ko players for the most part mm-hmm. and all of a sudden there's like three in a gt so like <laughs> <we're> like what <laughs> like, okay. so. jeremy who yeah. is
2: a player doing uh at two O currently as time of recording um anybody we would know yeah.
1: Uh, his name is Joe Shoemaker. I don't know who he oh, is. Oh, okay. I, so,
2: I've I've heard the name uh, when I was doing tournaments in the on the East Coast. And I've heard the name, and I, I think I even remember who he is, just haven't really had a chance to interact with him too much. But okay. good luck, Joe.
0: Yeah, good yeah. luck to him. Hopefully, he'll win, and we'll have him on the show. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, no, no. We just end up saying, well, this list is the same as Jeremy's but <laughs> <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> it won't take long to dissect the list. Um,
3: Here we go. Well, I'm interested to see this uh, uh, multiple GT winning list now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> On the future.
0: Okay, well, before we do, though, I have prepped something else, because this is Jeremy's this? old list from World yep. Town Pro now.
2: Oh, okay, yep. cool.
0: So, and the reason I wanted to show it is because I've highlighted in pink the things that are different from his old list which is basically the grand strategy because that doesn't exist anymore yep um uh the oh the the first thing you pick for the, the first article for, yeah yeah that's it article the article has yep. changed um which we're, we'll cover in a minute the endless spell one of the battalions because yep. that doesn't exist anymore and you've removed the flare pistol to add the arcane tone. So there's not much difference in the list, which would lead us to believe that you thought everything else that was in the list was good. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. Um, so let's move on to look at what's actually in this list. So it's custom skyport. Um, your, uh, grand strategy is take what's theirs. And the triumph your triumph is inspired, and then your custom skyport is the re-roll ones for ships, extra gold, and the run retreat and char- shoot and charge, and basically yep. just move anywhere and do anything you want um for nineteen sixty points, which is actually something I didn't highlight that's different because of all the points drops it's gone down yep. uh because was it two thousand before nineteen yeah two thousand yeah. before so the triumph you actually could possibly get now, which is cool um and then. So you have an a Chemist as your General with Collector and Spell in a Bottle, an Arknight Admiral with Arcane Tome, and a Navigator, uh, three units of ten Arknorts with one of each special weapon, two Gun Haulers with Drill Cannons, two Frigates with Sky Cannons, and an Ironclad with a Sky Cannon and the Battle Ram. That's all in a Battle Regiment except for the Frigates, because that would be too many Behemoths. Yeah. So you three drops with the purple sun and the burning head. So uh, oh, so yeah, not much change from what you had before. Nope. So it's kind of a, a tweak from how you were playing it, I would assume.
1: Uh, not really. I, I, I think, uh, I, I guess to, to kind of build on what you're saying, like the army felt good in 3.0, but it had like scoring issues. That would only be overcome through, like, basically uh, controlling tempo plays. In the new edition, you the the scoring is a lot more lenient, so you can actually play a little bit more defensive in the early game because the battle tactics are way more achievable for KO. Now, uh, their grand strategies are actually harder to get for other armies, so it's actually easier for KO to stop the pe- opponent's like grant strategy. And their the take what's theirs is an incredibly easy one for KO. And, and the only time you don't really, in my experience, you don't get it is because you're, you're losing the game anyway. So, like, there is almost no, like, it's just, like, there isn't, like, if you either have it or you don't, and if you have it, you're probably winning the game. If you don't have it, you're losing the game. So it doesn't really, like, it doesn't sequentially cost you anything. Uh, but, like, so, yeah, it, mechanically, the, the list was sound. Just the game plays better around it now uh, mm-hmm. for the most part.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. So you are playing it slightly differently not because of what you have changed in the list but because the game's changed. Yep. Um, so let's talk about some of these changes in more detail. Uh, you took out the flare pistol yep. and added in the arcane tome. Yep. The um, uh, oops oh, so you you
1: want you want to you want to talk, yep. talk about the, the purple sun game. <laughs> well,
0: is it is it I was going to say is it related to purple that was yeah, that choice course. because of the purple sun and yeah, okay, we'll circle back to that in a minute because yeah, I want to talk about the rest of the list and then we'll move sure. on to purpose <laughs> because that's going to be a whole thing and then yeah. we can move on to the games and uh, you know, <laughs> we don't have to keep going backwards and forwards through slides. Fantastic. Um, the other thing is, uh, with the ironclad, we probably talked about this on the last show because you haven't sure. changed the word below that. A lot of people go for the sky hook with the battle ram, but you but you don't. So do you want to talk us
1: through through your choices? Yeah, here? yeah, yeah. Um, most of the time, for me, that the, the I use the battle rounds, like, in the after turn two, or, like, maybe, like, if turn two is already going my way pretty badly. Like, I don't set myself in char- for charge positions until, like, the later half of the game. And so I don't usually fly high to do it. I just basically keep pushing up the field the position I'm in. And it's just really to, like, finish off, like, it's it's to drop targets low enough where the ram can just finish them off on the charge because i need to get on points i need to actually be on the objectives uh so i don't really need the plus two to charge most of the time uh i mean with the navigator you're always almost you know almost getting a every always getting a reroll anyway so it doesn't as long as you don't use the storm so it's like it doesn't really feel like i need it um and for the most part, I rather have the cannon because you know it helps me deal with like u- units coming off reserve, charging my boat because it's just better on leash shell anyway. And then also I just find that the cannon is just more versatile at shooting things, uh, per- personally, than just like in the the skyhook. So for the most part, like that's why it's built that way. It's just it's just there to be able in the second half of the game charge, get on, finish things off the charge mechanic, and then get on points or kill Krakenos. That ram does really good at killing Krakenos.
2: <laughs> so, so you're using the uh, the RAM as basically um, in conjunction with um, charging the Ironclad to get on objectives to score points, but then also have the versatility uh, with the Sky Cannon to deal with multiple threats when you're using it offensively from right. range. That's that's really smart, Jeremy.
1: Yeah, the uh, the unleash hell uh, with uh, shrapnel shot uh, Sky Cannon is uh, pretty terrifying for a lot of things that are reserve specific. So.
0: Yeah. Um, and then I guess the only other questions I have about this would start without getting into things related to the purple sun would be drill cannons on the gun haulers. <laughs> I think they're a good choice, so I don't I don't think that's wrong, but I think that's sort of the only sort of thing you could sort of change in the in this list that is a little bit of wiggle room. So I don't know. Is is
1: do you think they're just the, the best choice or I, for me, they they've always been the best choice because they're kind of like throw like, like care not shooting. Like I'll just be uh-huh. like if there's like a especially in the night game. Well, I played I played Alex at, oh, and even Doc games. Like you're like cool. I'm just gonna keep shooting them at your support hero, and it doesn't matter if it does anything. But off the cuff, if it just does the mortal wounds, then it's like now I get to basically say I can commit something else, firing at that uh-huh. and like just kill it or finish it off. It's just it's just and it's a great unit to just basically also kind of hold back if you want to just sit in an objective while you of your boats. do things since it's 30 like it's such a long-range gun like it just literally that's all it does it just causes some significant or well, i guess i should say significant mortal wounds in some regards mm-hmm. but like yeah it's just it's kind of i you people will tell me it's like kind of a 310 point investment to kind of this kind of mentality seems expensive but the, also the boat like does a lot of things. Like it lets me eat, uh, unleash hell for the ironclad charging. It lets me like drop additional bombs for the ironclad when he charges with it. Because simultaneously, it it lets me also use it to like basically block lanes of movement. Like the gun hauler is just like outside of just a cannon. It's just such a good like basic a unit. Period. Uh, but I just like having the off the cuff mortal wounds because the rest of the army just puts out so much firepower. Just having something that does additional mortal wound ha- really helps push the last bit of damage through that you might not get because dice luck or whatever
2: right so. not to n- and not to mention the six up ward on an ironclad if you have one nearby which you have too mm-hmm. so it's not unheard of to get that extra
0: protection yeah. Yeah. yeah uh cool uh so let's cover the the elephant in the room then so you have the purple yeah. sun you yeah. also have the burning head which mm-hmm. I'm assuming is just because you have an arcane tome and if you didn't have the burning head you'd be at like
1: 1940 points
0: 20, yeah. how many
1: points is yeah. it now they're burning at 20, 20 points 20. 20. 20. yeah it's yeah. like I mean yeah well so I guess I'll sort of like an apology to the uh, KO community out there who who thinks that the purple sun can be summoned by the spell bottle and, and 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 uh controlled by the uh J- admiral that was my interpretation of the rules uh going to the event uh I checked with the TO I checked with multiple people even like like all of Team America like nobody batted an eye and then I go to the event winning, and all of a sudden, like, wait a second. Like, that doesn't seem right. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, and for the most part, like, I think, every, you know, I'm, I'm still willing to, like, go of, like, if everybody basically tells me I'm playing something cheeky, then I'm probably just not going to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually, I think the only game where I got to summon the purple sun through the spell in the bottle was my game against Alex and, and uh, Tom, which is my last two rounds. And it basically, like... Didn't do shit. Like it, it didn't do anything at all weekend except for one game, and it, it only did something because it blocked Kragnos from charging. That was it. And so <laughs> for the most part, like you cannot control the Purple Sun with the ammo in the tone if you yeah. if you use it a spell in the bottle. And in retrospect, after that tournament, I'm like I I had to hard cast the Sun like four times during the entire mm-hmm. the entire tournament. So it wasn't like I'm like the first thing I tweaked I think out of the list after the GT is I just dropped the spell in the bottle. Period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just that well, was be... before
0: I started even questioning the rules about it.
1: You oh, yeah. Like, I was. No. Was... Yeah. I, I took the rune on the Navigator immediately mm-hmm. after that because I was like, I've lost so many models to people's purple mm-hmm. sun that weekend. I was just like, I just want to just turn that thing off for of one turn, for the love of God. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
2: and and not that this matters, but I like you said, Jeremy, the only time it really came into play was against Tom, Guan, and, and Alex. Alex being our teammate on the Corsairs and Tom being a really close friend of both of us. So I, I don't think that either of them uh, you know, thought that there was any, any particular intentional thing going on, just a misinterpretation cool. of the rules. So yeah. shout I, out to Tom Guan. Texas, I, I, Ma- I, I, he's a Texas master who lives yeah, in Texas California. California. <laughs> <laughs> wow!
1: But the uh, I, I think the problem too is like in in my neck of the woods. Uh, you know, I'm I'm also well known in my neck of the woods for playing. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, I would tell that every one of my opponents before the game started, like, this is how I interpret the rule. And if you have any problems with it, I will just summon it through the arcane tome instead, and don't worry about it or try to, and then literally like, won't nobody give a thumbs up, but that could just be because it's me. And so people just assume that was right. But at the same time, like in retrospect, like, I guess maybe that was too cheeky effectively to try to pull off.
0: Um, Yeah, well, the thing is, is I think most people, if they told me what their army did. They could just literally tell me anything. And as long as it wasn't like something really crazy, I'd just be like, yeah, sure. I believe you because (laughs) like, unless you know every army, like backwards and forwards and know all the faqs and stuff like i guess you don't know do you You just take people at their word and the trouble with this is the faq we're we'll going it in more detail I mean, the faq is kind of counter to what the rules actually say so it's like if you read the rule you're like yeah okay that makes sense what you've just said um but then it's like not unless you go and actually then check the faq you like, ah but it doesn't work like that um but before we move on to that more detail, uh so the burning
1: head, did you did you really use that much or did oh edit? yeah, so the, let me explain the burning head reasoning mm-hmm. and then uh so um one byproduct of telling all my opponents at this work is that they all kill the other chemist turn one because I was like, <laughs> Oh, I'm killing that guy turn one. Uh but the reason why was like in case the other chemist summons the purple sun through the bottle. And the Admiral can then summon the Burning Head and then I make those burning hell, the burning Head, the while the non-controlled spell, but it's my turn, so I get to control it. It moves, okay. does its damage, disappears. And then like that way, like I don't have to worry about it like hitting back my my units. That was the entire reason why the burning head, right? It was in the list. Was oh, I could use like two endless spells for one turn on my turn. That's it. That was yeah. that was the logic. Uh, never never really worked out that way. Yeah. But it was like that, you know, what, what am I going to do with like 20, like I'm 60 points down. I can't take anything in this, yeah. in this list for 60 points. So.
2: I've seen a lot of people use the burning head defensively because it only goes away after it does damage. So if it yeah. doesn't actually do any damage, it just stays there. Yeah. And so I've okay. seen people kind of float the burning head around something you don't necessarily want to be charged because they can't end on top of it. And so it's right. um it's a pretty clever use for that. Okay,
0: that's pretty clever. I didn't realize that. I thought it just went away at the end of the turn, but then maybe I was just assuming it would do some damage. But right. no, if you yeah. don't do any damage from I mean, it, yeah, that's quite clever. It just kind yeah, of hangs exactly.
2: around until you want it to do damage, and then poof, mm-hmm. it's gone.
0: Almost like free chaff. Yep.
2: That exactly. Can't be shot off. A, a twenty-point okay. chaff unit that yeah. just can't be messed with. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Unless they just just dispel just it. But, it's actually yeah. hard to dispel. It's a cast value seven now, so it's you have to yeah. roll an eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah i mean uh, that's not actually annoying not <laughs> actually and not annoying. that's not insignificant really rolling an eight is yeah. it so yeah right. it's actually annoying <laughs> like
2: 33 chance something like that somewhere in there yeah
1: okay and it, don't tell me the odds man do <laughs> tell me the odds
0: <laughs> okay uh so going forwards, so you said you'd take out the purple sun so did you would you take out the arcane tone going forwards
1: so like if there's two i have two school of thought either you keep the purple sun in the tome to just be like a completely mind game with your opponent like ah shit, he's got the purple sun and it and it's not like it's it's not like the trade-off of the other change is that much better either you just you, instead of taking if you keep the spell in the bottle you just take the uh, luminous one the luminous realm spell or the warp War, lightning vortex mm-hmm. uh the rune of petrification for the luminous one and it basically like functions kind of like not obviously not as good but it does like mortal wound output but the purple sun just being on the table is like really like especially in arm against matchups or your opponent has like a glockkin like model you're like Mm -hmm. it just makes them really rethink about how they just you know yolo up the board uh so if you don't know what that means just like basically just run up at the board with with no care because you're like Mm -hmm. oh there's always that chance the purple sun could be on the table the next euro phase and it makes them really really rethink about how moving but for the most part like the secret is it does nothing in the KO army. The extra <laughs> rent is like not really that useful. <laughs> so, that
2: example yeah. seems oddly specific, Jeremy.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, it's uh, funny, it was before
0: you joined Matt, but uh Max is at a tournament, which is why he's not on the show today. Um but he he in joined, the chat, though. he's in the chat and he joined just before the show just to say hi. And he said the same thing. He's using the purple sun and it's done nothing. Yeah. So
2: well, that bodes yeah. well for me, who's taking oh. seven hundred point Glotkin model to a
3: sixty person GT <laughs> next weekend. Yeah,
0: it, will, it will do something against you, uh, Kron. You've had the purple sun do something against you, haven't you?
3: Um. Oh, I've I've, <laughs> I've cast the purple sun a couple times. Killed a couple ironclads. Is what it's done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Your own ironclads. Not my iron.
3: Not not, 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 not their ironclads. My ironclads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Great. It's been been fantastic.
0: Okay. Oh,
4: <laughs> um,
3: and I cast it against some Nighthorn player the other day, and they cast their purple sun. And suddenly, they control two of the things in their turn. Oh. And I was like, "Oh, oh this this just got worse." It doesn't.
0: It's no use against Nighthorn because they can't have their saves modified
3: anyway. Yeah, it
1: does nothing. It, it, it just. I, I,
3: I got a cool ghast with it, and then yeah, ah, that's pretty good. Back on me.
1: Okay. <laughs> oh, um,
0: okay. So, and the other thing I want to ask about the Tome is. Were you, were you finding it useful for things like Mystic Shield and the Ironclad? Or no. Because like
1: no, like it, so the problem is that usually like the things that could fight the Ironclad in melee just have like a pretty good decent like magical defenses. Like and it's just literally about micro like micromanaging like the threat level. Uh I, the, the only time the Ironclad got charged pretty much all weekend was in my game against Tom because he doubled me.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: That was it. Or no, not because he doubled me, because I basically failed I only killed one snake out of like fifty or ten with the entire army shooting at that snake unit. So like it was it was effectively like uh, that's the only reason why. It's it's most times like the, the the ironclad doesn't get charged, and if it does charge, the unleash shell just kills like or withers down the thing that's trying to kill the ironclad so it doesn't kill it.
2: I think people are kinda gun shy about charging the ironclad because okay, I bet okay. you a lot of people have gotten hit with unleash hell and La- the last word and then their charging unit just evaporates and so oh. I think they think they're a little wary of charging the ironclads these days which is good <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, with the fact that the save stacking meta sort of drifted away a little bit there's a little bit of it but it's less of a thing mm-hmm. you right. know, before there was a thing that something could be so buffed up it would charge into an ironclad and you do like nothing to it but right. now it's like you things charge and it's like oh well yeah, I've actually done something. I actually, like, yeah. It Whoa, kinda, your yeah, unit's I mean, gone. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That
2: never happens. Yeah.
0: Whereas before it was only happening against Gloom Spike but now it's happening against more armies because <laughs> <laughs> less armies are like two plus ignoring Gren. <laughs>
1: yeah, it, it's just like because, like, the realm of like, you know, we don't see as much dragons now, Stormcast dragons, mm-hmm. which were like because the, they can't teleport and charge anymore. Like, your Ironclad is usually pretty safe from like if you ma- manage your distance as well now. Uh, and then, like, there's just like, yeah, the the single like small elite units meta is gone for the most part because a purple sense and stupid meta, and then b uh, because the missions don't reward that type of gameplay anymore. So there's like literally at the GT I went to, at set of night haunt, everything I played was low like no better than a four up save. Like, they were uh, like, I play giants, which is the closest thing you get to in the lead army nowadays. And I guess Kragnos is around, but Kragnos is irrelevant and against KO for any any reason. Because if you just kill everything else but Kragnos, you're usually pretty, you're going to win the game anyway. Uh, So, like, it just comes down to like the meta has shifted a a lot away from like these like super highly durable, like like low save units. It's been mostly around like more bodies on the table, effectively. Um, So.
2: Jeremy I still will say one thing that sticks out to me again for uh your list here is 112 wounds that's something that I'm putting together in Nurgle less these days so uh, to see 112 wounds for character overlords I think is is uh uh is pretty good because uh usually a lot of my lists don't even come close to don't break 100 wounds so okay.
1: yeah this is I'll, uh oops I I do one I was gonna before. say
0: 112 seems low for Nurgle but I don't know, maybe I just don't know Nurgle very well
3: uh, Points. twelve wounds are usually just stuck, by, uh, sitting behind that uh, five-up ward save, yeah. and neg one to hit, and all that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. the, uh, the, it's we've had that discussion of max before. Well, I've had that discussion. I don't know. I think we had maybe on last show. Why do I take two iron fergus instead of a, th- a second ironclad? Uh, I just like having the 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 additional board reach because the problem with two ironclad is you lose like literally a third of your board presence on the board. And, and I know I'm losing some output from it, but for the most part, I like having a third more like board presence on the field mm-hmm. for, for scoring. And also like, you know, splitting my threats. So my opponents, like if they have like, you know, very few units left, they have to decide which they're committing, mm-hmm. committing to like forcing them in like bad, like charge positions. Uh, that's why I run two. Uh, people ask me all the time. And I just thought, and I said, oh. well, why do I run two frigates okay. instead of the second iron You and
0: also get I, a bit more transport. And with the FAQ, that's actually yeah. kind of relevant now, because yeah. all of a sudden they can just get out of a ship and then move. Um, <laughs> so, which is so good, and <laughs> run. Uh, so, yeah, and run, which <laughs> is like yeah, very good. Cool. I, I guess if you wanted to, you could use the the. You wouldn't. Because it's much better to use it on the ironclad, but you could you could run and charge the unit as well if you wanted to. But I like to imagine
2: to. The, I like to imagine the archenotes are just being shot out of the volley gun first before
0: they start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the next book will have three shot types. You can like you can shoot shrapnel, you can shoot cannons, or you can just shoot archenotes. <laughs> yeah. Just load the dwarfs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, uh I am i am i am you know I was in the way the book came out, I was a very I was very down on Arconauts, but I've I've grown to really like them now. Mm-hmm. Like they've they've they're one of the best battle line unit you can take for the points. shout out to the lads.
0: They're they these in this weird place where you either love them or you, they're momite. They're just you either love them or you hate them.
3: Wait, I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, can you uh, uh, provide some context for the two Americans on the show? It's a spread.
1: It's a
0: spread.
2: (laughs) Vegemite. Oh,
0: Vegemite. Yeah, it's it's a spread. But they used to have an ad campaign because it's one of these things that people either really like it or they hate it. And so they literally had an ad campaign about that. for years and And i'm not sponsored by marmite at all by the way Um, you sure you should you should start you're selling it to me at all (laughs) well you might love it that's the thing (laughs) yeah Yeah. um i would say what's the worst that can happen but that's dr pepper so uh uh, it It, it Um, sounds
2: a lot it sounds a lot like moxie but that might that that might be specifically a new england uh northeast america thing it's like a carbonated soda that's really bitter and some people either love it or some people absolutely think it's disgusting mm-hmm. uh, i think it's i think it's
0: literally just like the leftover yeast from like making bread or, making beer beer. or something no. you, I, I mean
2: you're really good thing you're not good thing you're not uh, endorsed because that is not a
0: ringing uh bell. can you tell that i actually work
3: in marketing <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> To, like, and your competitor, a... and your biggest competitor, is Marmite. Apparently, yeah.
1: <laughs> like, as a saboteur, I guess maybe you might be hired out to, to like go work in yeah. other companies, just tank the
3: market. <laughs> <laughs> just... Um, okay. um... Uh, I think uh, archons are our. I, I did some maths. They're the they're the be- our best damage per point in the army.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Like uh, ten archons on an objective will do. So much more than ninety points worth of damage.
1: Mm-hmm. Those
3: little glory yeah. seekers.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. They're 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 quite good.
0: Yeah. It's just there there are some people that absolutely just look at what they can do and then look at what other things they can put in the army and do and they think and they just hate them. Because they just yeah. look at like the teleporting, they're like, well, we'll teleport to nine inches away and they have nine inch guns. So yeah.
1: and yeah. it's it's okay, you don't always have to teleport guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's do move twelve yeah. and ten. So Yeah uh so yeah
0: there was one thing i realized i missed which was you changed the article from mm-hmm. the re-roll once it gets one unit to the ships get the re-roll once against flies mm-hmm. that just because you've got lots of ships
1: and, <laughs> and well it's uh it's it's the same it's but the, like i said earlier the meta changed away from like mm-hmm. small elite like, armies, where, like, it was, you know, the grudge had more, like, beneficial, because there was m- less units on the table, so you could just mm-hmm. pick one and just say, screw that unit. Uh, nowadays, like, having reroll once hit against fly is actually pretty good, because, like, we have, like, Deepkin back in the meta, we have Nighthawk back in the meta. Mm-hmm. Like, when you play Stormcast, they usually have dragons. Uh, mm-hmm. When you play Iron Jaws, it's mock Crushers, you want to basically mm-hmm. sh- Like, a lot of, like, the priority targets KO wants to kill have fly. They just That's have to like lords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like they, it, 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 it's just it's just rerolling ones is like I mean, considering how like rerolls period are going away, anything that gives you a rerolls pretty highly high, high value. So. Yeah.
0: And you mentioned that you're, uh, you're 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 playing in a way where you're putting your iron card somewhere where it shouldn't get charged. If something mm-hmm. is going to be able to get that, get it, char- get there and charge it, it's normally going to be something that can flies. So yeah. you know if you're taking those things out early. Then you're normally yeah. taking away that the movement out of the people's list as well,
1: yeah. Plus, you're you're illuminating the community why it take re- run retreat and shoot and charge for the third article or the amendment, whatever it's called. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. because, uh, the footnote sometimes, yeah, the footnote. Thank yeah. you. Uh, it's because sometimes the ironclad gets so low, he can't disengage or fly higher, or mm-hmm. if he could disengage, it's against a, a unit of fly. So, that's the one that kind of like trick uh, around it is just have using that a uh, footnote instead to just say mm-hmm. i ignore that right now bye matthew uh but he'll be back like hopefully
0: um <laughs> he's just a spinning circle um so yeah and it's also a cool trick having that bat around with that because you can yeah. suddenly it's got a much longer fret range then especially if you combine it with like auto run six and all of a yeah. sudden you're like, well i can move my ironclad 16 inches even though it's already in combat and then charge yeah. you and then do mortal yeah. wounds and when yeah. so they think their objective's safe and this no it's not <laughs> oh
1: yeah or like the navigator popping his goal for an extra d6 inch movement you're like yeah all right that ironclad all of a sudden is really like tokyo uh, you know tokyo drifting its way to victory Then so yeah. like it's uh it's pretty speedy cool
0: uh so before we get uh Or we'll dive down into words about purple suns and then dispel, <laughs> just quickly because you said you probably wouldn't have the arcane tome in future. Would you go back? No, to no. Flare
4: no.
0: P- flare I would or? drop the spell. Drop the spell in the bottle. I would. I would oh, keep okay. the arcane tome. I'll keep the arcane tome. Yeah. So, yeah. what would you
1: mostly be using arcane tome for then? Because you said you didn't I really just... use it for mystic shield and. Yeah, so I would I would keep it around. Like unbinds are still like, hey, people still use purple sun on the table, so it's nice mm-hmm. having an unbind uh, that doesn't yeah. require you with uh, willpower. Uh, and also because like I'm still probably gonna keep the purple sun or like uh, in the list just as a, like I said, like it just really fucks with people's ability to uh, to like like position blockins on the table. Mm-hmm. Like it just makes them really think about like positioning, even though it's pretty unlikely you're gonna cast it. But just just that off chance that you do, they're like, ah, shit uh and then the other other option is take running a horror gas i'm a bit kind of a horror gas and i think the horror gas is like the way to like stop like units like uh like the snakes rallying on a, like any army that gives rally on a four up having mm-hmm. the ability to just stop inspiring presence and just basically auto guaranteeing that they just die from battle shock just yeah. really counters that like that mechanic out uh, as well so i i would keep the arcade in tune, but drop the spell in the bottle and just live in the world where i have to hard cast these spells basically okay
2: People but don't what, realize how big that aura is for the horror gas. Like it's got an effective range on casting of thirty-two inches. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's, that's yeah. pretty big. Um, so, but then you'd still have, assuming you still had collector as your, you yeah. could potentially still have an extra artifact. So, I mean, would you put flare pistol in again or something else?
1: Or I would take the rune, the other void rune on the navigator.
0: The, uh,
1: yeah, the auto unbind. Yeah, dispel. okay.
3: The, yeah, uh, the Voidstone uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Orb. Yeah. Yeah. Voidstone. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of that, I, I do have one question. Uh, as I know, there's been a bit of a discussion back and forth in the past um, with having Collector and um, and Spell in a Bottle on the same person. Uh, I know there's been discussions about um, you need uh, with the way that it, it's. Um, uh, uh, Sequencing works in list building. Do you? Uh,
1: do you I know you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Do it's...
3: you need two chemists to uh, to get spell collected uh, to give the the artifact first, and then a second chemist to take the spell in the bottle?
0: Not in a custom skyport, but you do in Zilfin, essentially. Um, or you could still do it in Zilfin if you had like command entourage or something. Because it does, basically it's, if you give the chemist an artifact, then you can then have another artifact. And yeah, the problem the with Zilpin is, your first artifact has to be the staff, um, but in a custom skyport, you have right. free choice on your first artifact, so your first artifact can just be spent in the bottle.
3: Yep. So yeah, right. yeah. Because it, it doesn't force you to take uh, an artifact first, unlike... Yeah, yeah that's right. That's okay, right. Yeah.
0: it's just yeah i mean custom skyport's all about giving you extra options so that's that's it yeah um i was going to segue to a question from the chat uh before we um before we moved on but oh oh he's back which is good because the question from the chat was a question for matt (laughs) but uh so question for you matt why are orcs the best army which must have been related to something you said earlier It was from ages ago but you're muted buddy you're muted he's not muted he's just his mic's not working you might have muted hard sign oh yeah we can't hear you matt sorry about that Um, uh
2: yeah sorry about that no um uh why are orcs the best army because they make great targets for our cannons
0: (laughs) okay (laughs) cool Uh, Right, so, uh, I'm not sure if that's uh, the the answer they were hoping for, but I hope, because they they literally asked that like half an hour ago. And so, that
2: that came courtesy of my friend, that that, uh, question came courtesy of my friend, Ben Dawes, who's uh, Age of Sigmar Curious, I would say. Okay,
0: (laughs) Okay. so, uh, let's clear up some of this stuff about spelling a bottle and how it works because not just because there was the the issue with the tournament with it being played uh basically what we think uh, incorrectly but also because we didn't cover it in the last show and we probably should have done because we didn't need to in some ways because the faq is old and it's not a new faq but all of a sudden uh endless spells that move are good again and they weren't good yeah. before so we probably and there's just been loads of questions about this recently
2: i see questions about this all the time in the whatsapp group in the discord mm-hmm. um i so it is not something that is like isolated to this one singular tournament that jeremy no. went to for sure
0: okay uh so let's start with uh how in the spells move which is uh oh not how they move first controlling endless spells so uh you have to determine whether they're controlled or not before you move them. Um, and basically, a predatory endless spell within 30 inches of the model that summoned it is controlled by that model. Uh, and then notice that it says model, yeah, not wizard. And then it goes on to say a wizard can control one predatory endless spell per hero phase, which is basically just a limit. Um, if there's more than one predatory endless spell that friendly wizard could control, you have to pick, so you can't control more than one. You know, if you cast one spell, turn one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one spell, turn two. Uh, that I mean, this is not going to happen, because they're going to get dispelled. spell, but, you know, if you do, <laughs> after multiple turns, have, you know, multiple ones, um then, yeah. Water tight, a, right? Water yeah, tight. Yeah, and then, predatory and the spells that are not controlled, are wild. So, and then if you move on to spell in a bottle, says you pick one in the spell you pay your points for it and then once per battle the bearer can automatically cast that in the spell so the chemist casts the spell yep. if you go back to this it says the model that summoned it is controlled like it's controlled by the chemist so in theory it's controlled if you just literally read the rules that's what it says do we all agree on that does that make sense okay Yeah. Now, this okay, is, class. <laughs> yes, this is where this this is where Jeremy yes,
2: Arca- yes, Arcanaut Admiral.
0: Because if you read the FAQ unfortunately it says, can an endless spell that was cast with the spell in a bottle enhancement be controlled by the bearer?" And the answer is no. Which completely goes against what it says in the rules that we just read. But unfortunately, that's the answer. Unfortunately, you don't really check the FAQs if you think you understand the rules and it all makes hundred percent sense. Because why would you? You only check the FAQs if, like, well, that doesn't like how do how do we sort this out? Doesn't make sense. Um,
2: Whichever ship's captain asks question of the fact team must walk the plank.
0: Well, <laughs> there's a reason why it was asked, but it shouldn't have been asked this way. Or although shouldn't be answered know, this way. Shouldn't be answered this way. But unfortunately, right. Right. we do know that when they do FAQs they actually reword the questions sometimes to how they want them to be, rather than just what people have asked, they don't just pick one from a hat and go, okay, right. well, we're, like we've had lots of questions about this, we're gonna use this one, we just word it however we want, and then this will solve, in theory, the questions that people have. Uh, okay, so let's move on to movement, because now we know the chemist doesn't control it. Um, and then moving end spells, I split it up into three things, because it's basically three phases. So, after you control them, the player whose turn is taking place moves all the predatory endless spells controlled by friendly wizards. Yeah. Which is a problem because if you hadn't read the FAQ, you'd be like, oh, well, it's controlled by the chemist, but he's not
1: a wizard. So, he could, if he didn't (laughs) read the he could control the endless spell, but he can't move. Yeah. So, it was just stationary. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, which is
0: why we had to have an FAQ to answer what the hell's going on here because it's like it's controlled, but can we move it? And then Jeremy's interpretation was well, as long as I have another wizard by nearby, uh, it's controlled by yeah. me, and then I'm going to move it using my my Admiral, yeah. who's a wizard. Um, yeah. Fortunately, can't do that because it's not controlled by the FAQ. But for yeah. the movement purposes, what how it actually works then is it's not controlled. We can't move it during this stage. Okay. Yeah. But your opponent can't move it during that stage. They can move a spell they can control during this stage if it's their turn. But if it's our turn, then they don't. Okay. Then you move on to the second phase, which basically the opponent does it, does it, you know, whoever's turn is not taking place moves any controlled ones. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you move wild, endless spells. You alternate, you basically take turns starting with the player whose turn is taking place Yep. which basically means the long and the short of it is if it's our turn we can move the purple sun if it's yep. not our turn the opponent can move it and that's it really
1: yeah pretty much yeah, yeah. the only so, thing I would add uh for because I think people get confused too from other reasons about it mm-hmm. is any endless spell that's paid by a player is owned by that player not controlled own it does not matter if it's wild or whatever it's always owned by that player or in case like there's like questions of ownership like because a lot of people think wild end of spells makes it unowned there's also situations with like the way this mechanic works so like if you have a wizard that summons two NS spells over two turns and he takes control of the second one can he take control of the first one in the next turn and like Mm -hmm. that's like there's like that's a few examples of like well i think the rule says yes but it's actually not clear uh, mm-hmm. There's a bunch of mechanics of this whole thing that just go mm-hmm. bad, and yeah. what once again, like the way the way I, the, the the thing I got f- screwed up was on the second sentence of your previous panel, which is that a wizard can control and then a spell, and I was just like, it doesn't specify the guy was summoned; it just says a wizard. So mm-hmm. my assumption was that like since a wi- that sentence is redundant with the next sentence, mm-hmm. I was like, did they just write that sentence to? Clarify that's any wizard, because it like it's completely useless to have this in the rule paragraph, uh, and that's what you know. That's basically the discussion I have with everyone, my mm-hmm. opponents, and they were like, "Yeah, that's." I mean, the problem is no one played with endless spells for like almost yeah. all. whole oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were like they were so they were so bad that they were like nobody bothered mm-hmm. like reading up on. I mean, to be honest, I don't think Games Workshop also reread their endless spell rules because they decided to make endless spells worth it. But I haven't actually quite fully reread their rule, pa- their rules for mm. my spells now, and they're probably going to have to do some cleaning up because, like I said, like the formerly, what happens if you have a wizard that has summoned two spells in a game and wants to swap control? Can he mm. do it? The rules kind of say yes, but they don't actually explicitly yeah, it says say per phase. Yes.
0: So it's like, is yeah. too many He can. Um, there is something I'd like to point out about this as well. The way the sequencing works is, if it's your opponent's turn and they've cast an endless the spell. Yeah. And then you've also cast a purple sun in, in your turn. They will move both endless spells. Yeah, they will. Well. They will move. And in fact, even if there's three, because they will move the ones they control, and then they it's the ones. But then you move on to moving the wild ones. It's only the wild ones you alternate, and there's probably never yep. going to be. It's going to be rare. There's going to be a wild one on the on the board other than the one we cast, unless you've gone around shooting their wizards, maybe. And yeah. leaving the spells there. So yeah, be prepared for the fact that you know they might be moving multiple in the spells towards you.
2: It's like this strange <laughs> layer cake of rules that sort of overlap each other, but then also kind of don't. And like it's it's kinda it's almost like a whole team of people wrote this sequence mm-hmm. of events independently of each other and then just kind of married them together. It's mm-hmm. a little confusing. But like Jeremy said, it wasn't a problem because Endless spells were overpointed by probably fifty or sixty percent in yeah. some cases. And now the, that they've just dropped them wholesale, everybody's taking mm, them again. So yeah. there is
0: like two endless spells being used. It's like the odd player playing KO might have been taking what blinding vortex, which doesn't move. And then right. there was then yeah, there yeah. was um right. uh the whatchamacallit, the thing that the life thingy life swarm oh, well, life yeah. swarm, that's it.
3: Yeah. Everyone's yeah. taking cogs and Portals, which mm-hmm. also hey. don't move. There mm-hmm. was
2: one weird dude playing Realm Scourge Rupture on TTS exclusively, <laughs> <laughs> but that's, yeah. that that movement rules are very very much mm-hmm. dictated where it can move, and so it was yeah. It.
0: Well, the other thing as well with uh, the Life Swarm was people weren't really moving it because they're like, I'm going to dispel it and then recast it because it's better if I do it that way. So uh, not anymore, uh, but uh, that's what they were doing. So like, even the one endless spell that moved, that people were using they weren't moving it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah they, i I mean I use I, I used the horror gas a lot during 3.0 when I was with my, with my soap playing list but like even then like you most of the times you only see one endless spell per player this this entire rules interaction is really confusing only when you have more than one endless spells per player and it just yeah. becomes like I like I said like it's just, they just need to relook that rule yeah. and yeah. then just like tighten it up and, or streamline it basically. No. Uh, it only, and it only really matters when you have wild ones as well, which
0: yeah. is again, it's like, so you've got this first, what's rare to even have multiple endless spells, and then even yeah. rarer that they're going to be wild. So, okay. I think, I think uh, there's
3: the that. rise of Hallow Heart coming, so people are, they, we're going to have people running two or three endless spells.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, right. So, we covered that enough, I think. Hopefully, yeah. People won't be confused, or at least I can point them to a video rather than
1: explaining <laughs> it. <laughs> it's like... uh, just just that entire section, just clip it and just send it back.
3: Timestamp: what fifty-three minutes?
0: Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, let's move on to some games then. Uh, yeah. Cool. So, first game was against Daughters of Cain. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we look
1: at the list. Uh, how do you feel about playing as towards gang generally uh if it's a marathi list without a cauldron very good if it has Mm -hmm. a cauldron can get like oh, and not marathi can get a little spicy but like to Mm -hmm. be honest like kale do does very well against doc like as long as you can maintain like not getting double turn like going bottom of the turn consistently you're just yeah you're just shit on him
2: Generally, cool. when I'm paired up against Daughters of Cain, I run into cool. that uh, Austin Power situation where, right, my plan? Soil myself. Then come up with a new plan. Any thoughts?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cod, how, how do you feel about that? Because you play both K.O. and Daughters of Cain. So do, do you think K.O. are generally okay?
3: Um, yeah, especially now that they've lost the neg One to get shot, uh, the neg One to shooting um, mm-hmm. sub-faction. Uh, it's a lot easier to hit them. These, um I mean, uh, with with KO, it's really easy to get that chip, that three chip damage off every turn. Just turn like one of the ironclads guns her way, or some drill cannons. Of yeah, <laughs> In Jeremy's yeah. case, drill cannons. 100%.
2: Yeah, I mean, um, if you throw your drill cannons at
0: her, then it's like, and you do three more wounds. It's like, great job done.
1: Yeah, so, I get to reroll yeah. once against a shadow queen, so I'm like, I'm like, perfect. <laughs> it works every time yeah
3: um there's no real save stacking meta um because uh, with daughters of Cain, because they've all got a base six up five up so the best they're gonna get ever gonna get is a four up even if they stack th- plus three onto their armor mm-hmm. um yeah it, it's this glass cannon that we can just pretty much lift off the table turn one yeah yeah i'm, I'm if, if they if they get to you sure like morothy will murder an ironclad
1: but yeah. I mean the navigator Etherstorm just counters the yeah. Shadow Queen so brutally. It's just that's like you yeah. can literally okay. I, I don't want to like I'll i I'll talk about the game we'll yeah, talk okay. about. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: so it was Calibron. Um the grand strategy is blood for uh, bloodbath. He had a triumph, which it doesn't matter because he's two thousand points, so he never use it. Uh, the general was Melusa Ironscale with uh, the command reza orator, arcane tome. And the spell was Steed of Shadows, and then you have Mirafri and the Shadow Queen, because you know, can't take one of the other. Uh, ten Blood Sisters, 15 Blood Stalkers, 10 Witch Elves, 2 units of Canary Heart Renders, the Blood Rat Viper, and that was all in a battle regiment for one drop. Yep. Uh so yeah, and that was on Prize of Gallant. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, so you kind of mentioned that if it was a list with Murphy, you would not, you don't mind too much. So that gallet like,
2: or Galay? Like, what are we settling on here? Can we end this debate now? I don't know.
3: I think, I think it's, it's friend I think it's technically supposed to be as so like French. So Galay. Yeah, I'm
1: galet. sorry, i say galet. 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 So, galet. Let me go get my baguette. Where that you learn? Galay <laughs> with
0: an accent like yeah, like when you yeah when, like when you wear a gilet rather than a gillet Jeremy gillet. all I
2: have is the plucky comic relief okay so don't take that away from me.
0: <laughs> okay uh so uh this is a, an interesting battle plan actually because it's you can only score um this uh, we've just gone through a whole mm. rabbit hole of poorly written rules but I recently <laughs> realized that this one is actually quite poorly written as well um but yeah. uh you can only score objectives that have been activated Although you don't mm-hmm. score objectives, you score based on how many you control and you still control them. So we know how it's meant to work. So, and then we saw the list. So, I mean, how did, how did the game go down? Were you feeling good about it? And then.
1: Yeah. So, one of the things that I, I, I wish I had a. Uh better photos of his deck, also, like, the pre-terrain deployments. So, like, on the corner, the last square in each deployment zone, there was a pretty large, sizable, defensible terrain piece. (laughs)
4: Uh,
1: In fact, it was, like, it... So what ended up happening is my opponent deployed his uh, 15 bow snakes in, like, kind of the center of his deployment zone, and he made me uh, go first because he wanted to control where the uh, activated objective was going to be. And I kind of noticed that, like, the way he deployed with the Shadow Queen uh was if i basically able to hit the other storm on her uh she wasn't going to be able to charge the Ironclad. if when i basically fly high behind that defensible in that corner deployment and still got to basically bring my full guns to bear onto the bow snakes so what i ended up doing is uh since i couldn't like really like score any objectives without you know basically fighting the shadow queen i just said mm-hmm. screw it i'm not going to take any of the objectives turn one and I'm just gonna basically pop the ironclad one corner, the a frigate the other corner, basically kind of flank both the bow snakes, uh, and then just play my edges with the rest of the army to just basically put pressure down the center. First first turn of the game between the frigates long shots and the ironclad, I took the 15 bow snakes down to one model. One model survived, mm-hmm. uh, and which was kind of you know annoying because it, you know it's dock with four up rally, and I'm like, yeah. man, really wish I had that horror gas today. <laughs> uh and obviously then uh didn't cast uh, uh purple sunsets I I'm not, not Zelfin, I can't like hero face move and cast it, so I just like mm. was I didn't bother. Uh but then the the other frigate that was kind of out of range of the bow snakes basically wiped his like ten men unit of sisters, uh and then uh the rest of the army just kind of like did her three mortal wounds or three damage to Morathi. just started to clock on her turn one. So then he made this really weird decision that I just didn't think of, like I just didn't understand he he brought his 10 snake ladies that he was planning on scoring his objective in the corner that he activated or the one off the center into charging the ironclad and i was like i he was only gonna get like three snake ladies in because of the way the defensible terrain blocked mm-hmm. the ability for him to pile in like so at best he would get like 10 mortal wounds through and three like because of a herther mechanic and then three uh three snake ladies like basically fighting uh, and he ended up, uh, he ended up losing like, like six snakes to the uh, unleash Hell from the from the uh, ironclad plus the bombs. So like mm-hmm. it did like nothing. And then Morathi was kind of like stuck in the center of the board. Like all right, well, what am I gonna do now? So next turn priority rolls around. I win the priority, so I choose to go second because he had zero threat to the to the ironclad. Mm-hmm. I mean, he managed to rally up the uh, the first turn. He rallied like half his bow snake units, killed the other chemist. Next turn, when I gave him, he basically planked some wounds on the ironclad, but the ironclad didn't need to sky high anymore. He just kept flying by and just shooting down the rest of his army. And I kept getting Heatherstorm off on Morathi. And she just, every turn that the Heatherstorm came, came off, I was like, I don't have to worry about her at all. She's just so out of range of anything uh mm-hmm. to do anything. And then basically, by the top of three, he had like only Morathi left on the table. uh And that was like how the, like, I didn't really score primary points for the first two turns, but you know the new battle tactics are very easy for Ko. scored like all my battle tactics and then like the game was over after that right so like I had max points effectively
0: uh, this particular mission as well is quite forgiving for ko if you don't want to go for the primary because like turn one or like round one you can only score one point for the objectives anyway yep um and then round two you can only score two um so it's not like they're getting three points three points while you're only getting two from your battle tactics
1: well like sorry let me clarify. Round one you can score two points if you if you're first oh you yes, the yes sorry, that's yeah. activated it's one and more so you can score two points yeah sorry yeah yeah um well, it,
2: and it's great because it's not like uh you know you maybe uh split your forces one side or the other and oh maybe i can't reach that objective with ko that's not a problem depend whatever uh they decide to activate it's not gonna be a problem getting there for sure yeah
0: um but yeah the, the, their ability to get ahead on points in the first two turns in this mission is much worse than yeah. in other missions so yeah i think mean, effectively yep. it really only makes one difference with one point but then if you're also maybe denying battle tactics by yeah. you keeping know, out of range of them you know not giving them collation veterans and stuff uh yeah going for just battle tactics in the first couple of turns and killing stuff, obviously, yeah. um, is Lee, is a good sort of tactic in this mission.
2: Lee, maybe you explained this already, but what is that uh, objectives value fifty two percent? What is that? What does that signify?
0: Uh, well, if you scored maximum, the maximum amount of points you could get from objectives is still only fifty two percent of the maximum score you could get in the game, because you could get. X, right. you could, uh, the amount of points you get from objectives is 52% of the amount of points you get from objectives and battle tactics and grand strategies. See, I dark.
2: I knew that. I just wanted to make sure everybody else was okay. aware. Okay. Okay.
0: Good job, it, for that. Yeah. Way to go. But it's, <laughs> it's less than 52% because you're never going to get three points every three. turn, are right. you? Right. Realistically. So it's, you know, it's... And then when you... It's only really valuable information if you compare it to other battle plans. When you start seeing, well, oh, this one's fifty-eight percent, and then oh, all yeah. what they are knowing what the average is. But uh,
3: thank you for cool.
2: explaining that to everybody else, especially in the chat who, who mm-hmm. wasn't aware. Okay,
1: appreciate cool.
0: it.
2: And uh, and uh, for every
1: dark player, this doesn't apply to you because you get three battle tactics, and you score bonus points. So uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, in
0: some ways, what a lot of what we just said about the. Uh, you know, just playing the battle tactics. And that when it, if you get stuck, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. So this seems um, like a an an interesting oh not, like, the, the, like the the decision to charge your ironclad rather than just take the uh, objective. Did he still score the objective? Did he still get something
1: else? On yeah, it? yeah, yeah. So he got he he basically moved like Marathi on it because like, oh, okay. that was the only model he could because he decided to commit the melee snakes backwards. Uh, and he didn't really move he kept the bow snakes on his center objective and his home objective just in case i activated it or something uh for the most part the ironclad like only charged at like the end of the game just to kill Marathi. i just like mm-hmm. i dropped her down to one wound, stop shooting i'm like i'm gonna kill her in the charge <laughs> so and, uh, and that's like that's the only charge you did i didn't, i didn't even i didn't even cast a purple sun at all that game it's just like it was so one-sided he just the problem with that dockless he has zero bodies to really mm-hmm. fight ko and a lot of the battle tactics if it wasn't for the dock battle tactics he i mean he missed two battle tactics that game and they 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 need to kill things and mm-hmm. ko just, just like sit outside of their range and if you don't get doubled you're like Good luck getting battle tactics. I'm definitely yeah. not putting Galatian veteran units on those points. I'm definitely not like, like there's just like there's no way to get easy battle tactics against KO unless you mm-hmm. double them or you just play aggressively and you gamble mm-hmm. basically as a KO player. So. Yeah,
0: hey, I mean, that sounds like a fairly simple game then, uh, which means we can move on. So you alluded to this earlier, uh, I think, yeah. uh, that you played against Sons of Behemoth. Um, how do you feel generally about against
1: about Suns of behemoth? Uh, I think so. This this is one of the few matchup where I think the purple sun actually makes a huge difference because it really pushes through. Like like my army should kill a giant every turn without the purple sun, mm-hmm. but the purple sun really throws that like that 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 average more in my favor mm-hmm. if I get it off on uh, if I basically get the the minus one ran on a giant. Uh so like for the most part I don't feel so bad against giants. The problem was the mission we're playing. I thought I was going to lose just based on the mission. Uh okay. Well let's quickly go for the list because it's not quite
0: as simple as just giants. Uh yeah. so two uh gatebreakers and then That's- a a man crusher and then also Dragnos. Yep. Um and so we had one uh bosses of the stomp. Um to get an extra uh, artifact. Um, so four drops, 1940, so he would have got the Triumph. Um, mm-hmm. And one of those Mega guys had Amulet at Destiny, so had a 5-Up Ward. Six up now. They sticks got sticks rid of the 5-Up. Yes. Yeah.
4: <laughs> which
0: is Shout good, it. because trust me, when they used to have the 5-Up,
1: that was a lot of work. <laughs> well, well that's why you have an Admiral now. You're like, yes. fuck that 5-Up. God. yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Shout, shout out to the pilot of the list robbie steinberg fellow corsair mm-hmm. friend of the show
0: yeah cool uh shout out to him uh and then i i got to be honest i don't know what enchanted port colors does it's the same thing it's a six up award oh okay yeah cool uh so and then you alluded to the mission which was Realmstone cash yeah. which is the one where it starts in the middle and then randomly goes to other locations based on a dice roll, just kind of explodes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Uh, So this
1: is bad because he will just move all his Mega gargants into the middle, I'm assuming. uh, Yeah, so you'll notice there's one key key variable that let me basically kind of win that game, and that's Mm -hmm. the fact that I got to choose who goes first Mm -hmm. Uh, because he was four drops and I was three. So the first turn, I made the center objective uh, basically a a proving ground, meaning that none of his army can score it. So he doesn't get any points from primary (laughs) on the first turn. Uh, And so that basically allowed me to keep the game pretty tight. Uh, And also, like, one of the big things that's, like, that, I won that game because the table uh, terrain was deployed. So all of the corner of each deployment there, there was a massive, and I mean, like, massive defensible terrain. Uh, and I don't mean like very big. I mean like just very tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what the problem was, or not defensible. Sorry, uh, just tall terrain. Not, they're mm-hmm. not defensible. Uh, the problem was that like he met he first turned the only battle tactic he could achieve was desecrate their land because he had to run one giant six inches to get within one of the corner objectives on my uh, terrain piece on my deployment zone to score a battle tech. If not, he had zero battle tactics he could score first turn. Uh, And he did that, but then it allowed the purple sun to be in range uh, Hmm. of that giant. Uh, So basically dropped the purple sun, then I basically teleported all of the boats up and down the short flank and then just ignored the objective in the center and just said, I'm going to kill that giant this turn. And I dumped mm-hmm. everything into that giant. And he died. Uh, he, he died almost the exact wound. Uh, and it was kind of like it was getting a little bit iffy because I was just like, holy shit, like I am not rolling hot and he's like, he's not rolling. He's not rolling particularly well either. I'm just not rolling very well. Like, But he, the giant did go down. Uh, in retrospect, I should have just probably just let it live at mm-hmm. one or two into the ironclad so I can unleash hell on it and just kill mm-hmm. it and start pucking shots at a, at like another giant. Like that's that was a mistake of mine because I I, mm-hmm. I was I needed the extra damage later after the game. But what really like threw the game completely in my favor is so Kragnos was in the center of the board, and he he was eighteen inch charge. He had a clear line of sight uh, potential charge to the ironclad. But the, the 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 purple Sun, I was able to like block, remove, make him lose like three inches, and force him to move on to the really tall terrain, which now his like twelve inch charge became like an eighteen or seventeen inch <laughs> charge, and like that made it like impossible for Kragnos to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously, should caveat won the priority roll on turn, no, I won the he won the priority roll, kept it in his favor, uh, and then like try to chase down the ironclad, and then like because he failed that next turn i got to basically bring the ironclad instead of fly high just moving it and point blank a Kragnos uh did a bunch of mortal wounds with uh and some shots got some damage through charged the cra- Kragnos, killed him with a charge and the bombs and that was it like the thing is Kragnos doesn't have that many wounds compared to a giant so like a, any kind of like chip damage that falls through can just like let you finish him off completely uh, i thought i was going to have to kill him with the admiral but he 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 rolled really poor on this like two up save or whatever with a with everything, and it just like he just died to uh to the the mortal wounds from the charge and the bomb basically, um which was funny actually that, like that because that charge was so big because I made like a ten-inch charge I got to actually swing my boat into his man crusher so the admiral killed the man crusher giant that was on the center objective, uh and that actually barely enabled him to get his other gatebreaker into the ironclad on the next turn, uh by like he basically rolled like a twelve-inch charge against um. A little uh, gun haulers managed to pile in around and get within like three inch reach of the ironclad with uh, his club, and that killed the ironclad. That's I was like, oh man, we played a game of like literally millimeter here, and like he, yeah. so he, he tried to kept it pretty tight, but I was like, I did not see that range coming. I was like, that thing is so far away, it's never gonna get to the ironclad. Boy, yeah. was I wrong! <laughs> <It's> like,
3: <laughs> so, this is this is two gods you've killed with the ironclad with the battle ram now, in two yeah. games.
1: Yeah. yeah. You'll see a pattern here. I do that a lot. Well. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean,
0: mortal wounds are good at killing things, so. <laughs> you yeah. uh,
1: so off. off. <laughs> just, 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 just,
4: yeah. if you
2: name
0: it a
3: god slayer or something.
2: Yeah. <laughs> note, note to self, if you ever play Jeremy and if I ever play Jeremy in a tournament, just concede before the game begins.
1: Just wow, <laughs> that's not that's not fair for the rest of the tournament. Don't do that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. Just a joke. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. I, I think the interesting thing about uh, when you're playing as sons of behemoth is it's, it's not uh like a foregone conclusion that you can kill a mega garden a turn it's like right. you should be able to yeah but you know a little bit of unlucky rolling like you don't have to go really unlucky like just a little bit unlucky and then you yeah. if you don't kill kill the one you're trying to kill and then yeah it can start being problematic this is a dice yeah. game after all yeah yeah. And, and, like, and there's so many wounds there that you you need to be pretty consistent with your rolling um, Yeah, to get them.
1: Yeah, yeah. You need, uh, well, you know, the big thing too is I turned off the ward save, the six-up ward save of the Emerald. Yeah. So like if he had that ward save, that thing would have survived like 100%. And like that's so yeah. like the combination of sud plus turning up the ward save was exactly enough to kill it. But like I said, in retrospect, I should have let it live at like one or two wounds and let it like heroic recovery and then just charge the ironclad and die in the only shell. Yeah. What I should
0: have done, So, um, when when you cast purple sun, did you cast it with the spend the bottle in this game or with the? Yeah, that was that was the that
1: was the only game where I got to actually use the spell in the bottle and control it with an Admiral, Uh because every other game I had to basically hard cast it. So,
4: mm-hmm.
1: um, the uh, it was the only t- that was the only opponent that didn't kill the other chemists outside of Alex in turn one, effectively. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a one game, and the funny thing is, a bears on our team. And Bear has lost uh, multiple big games to other people on the team due to, like, r- misplaying of rules. <laughs> so now it's a running theme that, like, anytime he plays anybody in our team, we're just going to cheat him out of, like, some mismechanic. Mis- uh, but no, seriously, we're just like, sorry, Bear thought you know you could have stopped me when i told you the rule worked this way you could have been like no jerry it doesn't work that way and i've been like well, bye ba-
2: <laughs> well bear is like the newest guy on the, one of the newest members of our team so i'm no longer the 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 baby of the team
1: so we have to give him a little bit of hazing which includes cheating mm. <laughs> Barely, jesus
0: um, but um obviously it was it was significant the purple someone kidding that first mega gargan what like yeah after i can't remember what you said about the roll off you say he won the
1: roll off He won the roll off kept it in his favor cuz he didn't want me to retreat from cragnos with the boat oh, okay so uh, then you so made he...
0: the purple sun but the
1: under it the... yeah he, no the purple yeah the purple sun moved as a uh, moved as a movement blocker uh but the big yeah. the big thing was that like those terrain pieces were so tall and cragnos can't ignore the terrain pieces like mm-hmm. the giants can and it that literally like Yeah, I won because of those terrain. It it was impossible for not impossible. It was super unlikely for him to make charges with how the terrain pieces were built.
2: Good Uh, players use terrain to their advantage. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the most important thing, really, with that was the positioning of the purple sun. Not the. It's not like it then rolled a
1: one and killed Cragnus. Oh no! No. Um, no, I I actually didn't kill any single model of the entire GT of the Purple. That's uh, not true. I killed one harpy on round four. One harpy killed one harpy on round four. Because <laughs> the the thing is, the minus one to save,
0: if you with a shooting list, it's really good in your turn. It doesn't actually do much in your opponent's turn anyway. The minus yeah. one to save, unless they charge you charge you and you only tell, and then the minus one from that. Yeah, and then, but yeah, because it's not like they're going to come into combat with us. And, or they're already fighting in combat and then you know they're minus one to save because you've made the spell onto them because yeah. we're not you don't we don't want
1: to be in combat so <laughs> like, yeah I have been an, I, I I have been very disappointed with what the sun did for me all weekend that was the like I said this is the one exception to that like the storyline was that like as a movement blocker it did phenomenal
0: 100% It's course, it's a got, got a fairly big base yeah like and that's what I keep saying to people when they say, "About I'm sure I can get my ironclad here and then move it over there." And then I've done the maths and it won't come back and hit me. It's like have you taken into account the size of its base? Because yes. if that is really? the size of its base, that much closer to you, and that's like two and a half inches wide on the short end, or like three inch, three and a half inches long, which means it's like three and a half inches closer to you than you think it is when you've done your maths, but.
2: KO players should be uh, uh, familiar with that because isn't it the same size base as the gun hauler?
1: I... Oh, I thought you were going to go very differently in that joke. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, okay. thank God. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> um, something,
1: holder, something, it? something, it's something, unique. nine inches it's away. Unique. It's a unique yes. base size, actually. It's actually a pinity in the ass. Like, you have to, like, it doesn't, you can't even buy it. Like, you have to literally own the Purple Sun to have that base <laughs> it's, oh, okay. it's unique too. I think
0: it's slightly smaller than a gun Haller, Yeah, it, the is slightly, it is
1: slightly smaller.
2: G-G, <laughs> GG Games Workshop, well played.
0: Yeah. I'm sort of trying to peer at it through the underside of a glass shelf. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, let's move on to game three then, uh, which yes. was against Slanish.
1: Oh, yeah. Maybe tell me... Let me tell you, Purple Sun does wonders against an army that has six up save. It's so great, it's so phenomenal. <laughs> 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 uh, uh,
0: yeah. So Slenesh, I guessing you were probably like a uh, uh, fairly happy about playing against Slenesh. Uh, not at no? all. Like Slenesh no?
1: is, is actually like one of the armies that has like so much high body count, and you're trying to make sure you don't give him depravity, so you can't really split chip damage. You have to like. Commit to killing. Like, if you kill, if you shoot at something, you better kill it that turn, uh okay. because if it like you're tr- like the especially Islis has such a high depravity engine that like you do not want to like give him extra depravity when you can avoid it. Like. So, okay. Solanesh is a pretty hard matchup.
0: Usually. I have to admit, I don't know a huge amount about Solanesh. I just know that that like they've just been the whipping boys and <laughs> for, for so long. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he had. uh Well, first of all, he was Invader's uh, Lurid Haze um yeah the general was the contorted epitome uh or pit or epitome whatever you want to say um with uh, feverish anticipation and oil of exaltation and flaming weapon and that is the hero that was bonded to an incarnate um he of course had sigvald um and then he had a blade bringer on uh, a seeker chariot two units yeah. of 22 bliss barb archers because the special, and they had to have weird unit sizes, and then a unit of eleven, <laughs> and then two units of five center goals. Uh All of that was in battle regiment, except for the five centigals. According to his list on best coast bearing, which they didn't, they could have been in the battle regiment. I think. So I'm not sure why he didn't, but I'm guessing. I don't know whether that was because he felt like he didn't need to be a one drop, so he wanted to move but and it might have been an issue with the list. Did he play it as a one drop or did he play it as three drops?
1: I'm pretty sure he played it as three drops because, like, we rolled off and I won the roll off and that made me get, get to choose. No, he got to choose who goes first. That's right. He made me get, He got to choose. Um, it, so, it might have yeah. been
2: just some sort of, like, issue with the list pairing software, whether it was the app or best. Calls now I'm trying to
1: think if there was something else in this list that prevented him from being one drop. I think there was something else that we're just well, missing the, on that sheet.
2: The Kron's fine? fine
1: uh, Sorry,
2: what the incarnate? Oh, you no, no,
0: he could no I, I, I,
1: yeah, he, I think he had a yeah. six unit. In there. Yeah, he, he definitely could
0: not have been a one drop, but it could have been a two drop. He, the, the weird thing is that neither unit of was in the battle regiment, but
2: interesting. Oh. And,
1: anyway. and
2: for anybody who doesn't know, Senegors are just extremely fast with a 14 inch base move. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh, they're
1: it's great cool. screens, phenomenal. Yeah, large, um, and then on
3: cavalry bases, <laughs> they yeah, they just spread themselves out, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and they can hit. get so drunk that they get plus one
2: to hit, but also plus one to hit against them. That's literally their rule is they're so drunk
1: that they're excited. Yeah, they're from also... Boston. Yeah. They're from Boston, Oops, Matthews. There you go. There it is. Mm-hmm.
0: Five Sully from Southeast. Yeah.
1: There
0: you go. Uh, okay. Yeah. And he had the same endless bells as you. So, yeah. Another and yeah. another burning head. Um, and this was on uh, Went Back Down. Yep. Uh, which is lengthways with six objectives. And it's the one yep. with all the extra rallying.
1: Shout out stunning. to the
2: late, great uh, uh, Tom Petty and The Heartbreakers.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. my that God. It took a little while. That, 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 belt. Belt. <laughs> uh, that, uh, that joke hit like a
0: lead balloon. Yeah. Uh, it, took a, it took too long for it to click with me.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, Matt, what's heavier? A one pound lead balloon or a one pound balloon? oh come on
2: <laughs> I'll get back to you on that what
1: <laughs> they're the same weight. it's a one pound balloon no matter what
0: <laughs> oh, that's
1: a joke anyway okay
0: so yeah uh what happened
1: <laughs> oh yeah sure um so he made me go first this game uh because mm-hmm. he won the dice roll if I remember correctly I could be misremembering it, but really what it came down to was uh, there was two there was two big uh, defensive terrains in the center of each of our deployments and he set up 20 uh, 20 of his archers into it with uh, his contorted epitome then he set up a Senegores, a screener a screens in front of each of his objectives uh, and then he kept uh, a Sigvald 20 bliss barb in reserve and the the, the mistake he did and I, we I, I explained to him after he goes Matt Beasley is also an applicant for team America uh, and obviously we're, you know, talking through this game a lot, it Was very much, like, more practice than an actual GT game. Uh, he's, he deploys incarnate in the corner of one of the disappointments, because he was afraid I was going to try to de-level it turn one. But oh, right, what okay. ended up happening is, like, even though he was out of range for Voidstorm, like, it was, it like, I literally bought myself a turn, because I was just like, he, he's not going to be able to charge anything the first, like on, on this top of his turn, and even on turn two, he'd be hard-pressed to charge anything, because I'm going to purposely basically sit on my half of the table and not come into his half, remove the centaurs and then remove uh some of the uh the archers that were on the table uh and basically uh and then maybe get some pock shots at his contorted epitome with the cannons and that's all and that's pretty much all I did and I positioned myself exactly out of reach for uh his shooting and also his purple sun cast from the defensible mm-hmm. train so that way you'd have to disembark on his turn if you wanted to shoot the Ironclad which he did. Uh, huh. So he his turn one basically went according exactly to plan. he just sent his cron spine down the flank to get the objective down the center. Uh, and then he brought in Sigvald in the corner. The other 20 archers came on his deployment zone to shoot the, uh, uh, yeah, right there, to shoot the ironclad. So he, he got like all of his, you know, 44 of his archers into the ironclad uh, and he did not kill it. I don't think he did more than like a couple wounds to it. Uh, I mean, I, just having, like, a, a, a basically, like, I, I did have Mystic Shield that turn because I was out of range from his umpine, uh, mm-hmm. and I had, like, a two up, you know, plus two save so the, the archers didn't really do anything to it, Yeah, but on, on the initiative roll, he took the, he won the roll, so he got to double, uh, and he got to move his purple sun into my ironclad, a frigate, and uh, managed to kill the frigate, my other chemist, my navigator, all in that one turn with the purple sun. Ironclad survived, which was cool. <laughs> but I lost, like, like, a, like, a lot of the support pieces that it list, like, immediately off that purple sun. Uh, and, then, and then on my turn, I basically sent my... I hard-casted my purple sun, and it went into his army, and I'm like, why am I even casting this thing? It does literally nothing to him, like, at all. Like, I in fact, I actually... Could have affected me more negatively because if he uh, he could have charged it with the incarnate to get extra movement out of it. But it's just like I was like using it as just kind of like maybe I'll get lucky and I'll kill like his contorted epitome like straight up and mm-hmm. not have to shoot it. Uh, but then literally in that turn, the ironclad, the Arconauts, uh plus the uh, the admiral and the charge combo, I killed all of his archers that one turn all 44 of them, with uh, the last of his centricors. So basically all he had left on the table was Sigvald, uh, a cron spine, and his contorted epitome, and then also I killed his herald on a chariot. So he had, like, I was already trying to remove key pieces of summoning, and I did it in such a way where he generated no depravity from any of this, by the way, because I killed them to the dot every uh, uh, every turn, so they, they couldn't well done. generate no depravity. And and finally, the the one thing I think this is the highlight, and this is super improbable, will never happen again, but it is a funny moment. Ten Arcanauts killed Sigvald. They shot him, charged him, killed him. (laughs) I was just like, okay. (laughs) Those guys need a medal. uh, Shout shout out to those lads. so, uh, so yeah, that was how the game went. I mean, like, the problem is, like, like, at the end of the for the last two turns of the game, his Incarnate was, like, trying to get points and kill things, but it was the only thing left on the table, and I wasn't even, like, trying to de-level it. I just didn't care about it. I just, like, at that point, I was just trying to rack up points and, like, <laughs> and maybe get some shots off at it, but I just really didn't want it to charge me, so I was trying to keep away from it for most of the game. Uh, also, yeah.
2: shout-out to my wife, who's apparently in the chat.
0: <laughs> I, was sort of joke, uh, was wondering. I wasn't sure if you just had groupies or whether that was your wife or whether it's just some random person that thought you were hot <laughs> sorry sorry yeah there you
1: go but uh i, I do want to say like that uh this is actually pretty rough matchups for chaos especially in a six objective mission uh just because like if you like if they can get their depravity off and summon like you it's just a hard stay to win board position because you're just dealing with so many bodies like consistently uh but for the most part like you know once again an army that has six up five up saves it's like who like your weapons are designed to kill this in a sense mm-hmm. right so uh yeah, well, it looks
2: like you kind of answered my question jeremy i was kind of wondering if the four uh, plus rally ever came uh came no. into effect at all, no, because but... I killed
1: everything that turn I mm-hmm. shot at it. You killed that his archers.
2: Goal. Yeah, you killed his archers, and then you just like polished off Stigbald as like a dessert. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That poor guy. He couldn't. He could not make his ward saves whatsoever. Uh, man. That was and sad. let it
2: be known that Matt Beasley is an incredibly talented and and cerebral player. So this, uh, you know, the, the the win here by Jeremy was uh, not an easy feat at all. Mm-hmm. Even though it was Slanesh, which is much maligned as a weaker army.
1: Mm-hmm. I, uh I just I just feel like I just say like we talked about the game like if you just set up his cron spine in the middle of this deployment zone on the line it would have been a very different game yeah so
0: okay so yeah I mean so basically that that he lost the game in deployment effectively yep. is what you think yep um, cool uh and yeah so I mean I guess it's kind of a good thing that the uh, rally thing never come into it because that, that, would, <laughs> that would hurt. So that, that would really be annoying. annoying. <laughs> um,
1: I guess you never got to rally with so much stuff. Uh, I, I, in, the, in the game against Tom, the next game, I did try. didn't work, but I did try. <laughs> so <laughs> so you did it the wrong game. You need to do it in the game where you get up the full
0: class. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, I mean, that sounds like a relatively simple game. I don't think I've got any questions about it. Quan, uh, any questions about that game?
3: No. No
0: so, cool. Uh let's move on then. Uh to Doors of Cain again. Uh like this, yes. Uh Yes. this is different because this one doesn't have Marathi and it yep. does have a cauldron of blood. Uh, and yep. a blood shine. Uh it still has Blue iron, iron Scale. Uh uh one unit of ten bloodstalkers, one unit of fifteen, and then ten blood sisters. Oh no, wait, sorry, I said that completely wrong. Ten Blood Stalkers, 10 Blood Sisters, and 15 Blood Sisters. Mm-hmm. I've got the, got the S's, the, the Stalkers and Sisters the right way around that time, I think. Yeah. And then three units of Heart Renders. And then he had two battle regiments. So some stuff was in one, some stuff was in two for make it all two drops. And the Heart of Fury invocation. Um and he had Mind Razor. Uh that's yep. on something, because that's important to know. And Crown of Woe, which I vaguely remember as being something quite good, but I can't remember
3: what
1: it does. It's uh, it stops. Oh, go for it. Come
3: on. Oh, uh, it's it, uh, within nine inches, it stops anyone from using uh, the inspiring presence uh, command uh, and I okay. believe rally as well. Yep. Um, and then if as if the, if the model holding it kills any enemy model, it changes to a 15 inch within bubble, or... not wholly yep. within. Uh, which That's is within, within yeah mm-hmm.
1: cool. It's very, very good
3: <laughs> Especially on the iron scale because she's got a, a shooting weapon so she just pops one single model off and then for the rest of the game has this massive aura of everything yep. everything runs Jeremy, that yeah, last phrase is something you're going to, is a recurring theme in
2: the uh, Daughters of Cain book It's very, very yeah. good
1: <laughs> well you know good for me he had it on his uh cauldron of blood and not the iron scale mm. <laughs> so. um i should add that oh, this yeah, list did, is hagnar as well
2: weird yeah but, but shout she out, has a
1: shooting attack as well but but
2: shout out shout out to tom guan the texas master who lives in pasadena
1: <laughs> he's not just a texas master the top itc player as well right now mm, very good point. wow uh very good player
0: um and he was 1975 so you would have got your triumph in this game but he out Yep. yeah uh and this was on the mighty and the cunning um which is the one where you get two vp for each enemy collation veteran you kill uh or three if they're on an objective which is uh um interesting because it's not just if they're on the objective is if they're contesting the objective So your archons in the ships
1: don't count for that That's right. for that extra VP. Yep. Um, so yep, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I was gonna say uh, this is another like one of those things that we talked about earlier about like how Ko as like a native a natural scoring point advantage in missions mm-hmm. like these where it's just like I don't get penalized for my stuff, but you get penalized for being on objectives a Galatian unit and this entire army except for the harpies is Galatian veterans basically. Mm-hmm. And Euros, right? So I
0: mean, you could say we get penalised generally by not having the mo- the models inside the ships count to the, towards the number of models on objectives, but um, yeah, the, the not giving away like those extra VPs, which is kind of good because you want it's weird because you want to get your archons onto objectives for like plus one to hit and their other buffs, but equally you don't want to be giving up extra VPs, so. Um,
1: uh, so yeah, I mean, what happened in this game? Um... Oh sure. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, Tom is also the well, what is also in Team America. He was the coach last year, so we've mm-hmm. actually talked about this matchup a lot uh, and uh, before the event. And you know, he we're pretty we we're pretty adamant that KO's favorite just because of like the output and so forth. But uh, I I made a it was round it was the first round of day two and it was on stream and i i told the to i really thought like the sorry of no offense kill players but watching ko games on stream is fucking boring like literally just people picking up models and that's it there's not nothing else happening uh and i told the the to like you should probably put somebody else on stream i also didn't want to be on stream but more that was the explanation of my mental game because i got in and i made a huge mistake that KO players should never do this he made me go first And I saw a window of opportunity where I could put my entire army on on the left side of his flank and got to unload into his 15 snake uh, uh, melee snake unit um, with, like, my army. Turned off the ward save with the Admiral and just, like, went to town. And I just, I was like, I don't think I can kill all of them, but I can kill enough where I'm forcing him to rally next turn. uh, And, like, potentially, like, and since it's the only unit that's going to get to my boats because of how he deployed... And I was so far away from the stalkers, they couldn't even shoot the boats mm-hmm. that I was just I felt like pretty safe about like even if they make the charge, like they'll they'll take wounds coming in, uh, and they'll maybe like they'll there just won't be enough to kill an Ironclad, and I'll get to finish the next round. Well, it turns out I only killed like one or two snakes. I rolled really bad, uh, and he uh, or he rolled really well. I don't remember what happened, but you know the problem is plus one save, also in range of their cauldron, which is another plus one save, and now you're basically, the entire unit is on a four-up save, no matter what. Um, and I ended up, like, basically not killing any snakes. He charged into my line. I did not kill the ironclad. they live, like, two wounds left, I think, uh, because they took some wounds from the bombs dropping. They took some wounds from uh, the over unleashell shell, or not unleashed shell. I forgot what happened. They they took a bunch of damage, because he actually charged our unit of harpies into the ironclad to make sure uh, the ironclad was, if he wanted to unleash, I had to kill the harpies, but one of the frigate got to shoot the uh, uh, the snakes. And he, I think he spread too much of his attacks around and wasn't able to finish off the ironclad. Uh, and then the next turn, I if I lost priority, I would have just straight up, like basically like that's the game. Uh, but then I ended up winning priority uh, and I had to force myself to keep it in my favor, which I really don't like because I don't like even a potential double turn later. Uh, and that basically allowed me to kill the last of the melee snakes, kill the harpies, uh, also finishing off finishing off his melusi, uh, and, and his shrine on uh that turn uh, the, the snake shrine, not the blood the blood shrine. And for the most part, like that allowed me that recovery allowed me to basically like because of the, all the extra points I'm scoring from killing his veteran units, I'm not like even though I'm not winning on primary, but I'm still achieving my battle tactics, it... Like it's like I might as well not even focus on the primary points because I'm getting points for just killing his escalation units, uh, and and that basically allowed me to recover and win the game. But uh, for the most part, we also made a huge mistake in the game. He thought his blood shrine, or uh, sorry, the the one the Cauldron shrine, was his general, and he kept rallying his other melee snake unit that I kept bringing down to like two or three, you know like like below half on a 4 up and it turns out they were only supposed to rally up on a 6 up and actually oh, that made okay. a huge difference in the second half of the game because that's that's how I let him uh keep up with points because mm-hmm. I kept like basically bringing them down to like a few models and then they kept coming back almost to full strength uh, uh, by, uh by his next uh by his next turn uh and that was like what like really kept him in the game if it wasn't for if I had just remembered that his Malusa was just general after I killed her on turn 2 he would have like never like the game was like basically, he would have never recovered that flank, and I just would have kept okay. like swooping in, swooping in, pushing him off the rest of the objectives. Uh, I will say, uh, one of the things I learned in that game too is never do that again. Don't go, like, I always tell myself never go for the, the risky ass gamble turn one like this. And I ended up doing it because I, I guess maybe anxiety or just like I didn't want to be on stream and I wasn't in a good mental state. But like mm-hmm. what I should have done, this, and this is something even Tom would agree, is, is that I should just sit at 30 inch range or 24 inch range, just shot the shrine, the plus one safe shrine with all the cannons, and just score my battle tactic, score maybe a point on the primary, and just be out of range of his melee and shooting for one turn, and then okay. if I lose priority it'd be only like maybe one or two units but not all of his units swinging into me, and then just basically buy my time instead of like basically committing to this to this move, because I, if I lost if I'm priority, I could have made him go first that turn, and then like been also completely safe from his army
2: But it's Uh, so hard to resist that temptation, Apple, isn't it? Like that juicy target.
3: Such a temptation of just, ah, there's a mistake. I I can shove my entire army into it and just blow it out of the water, turn one. Game over. Don't even have to worry about it. And you look like a genius if it pays off, right? (laughs) And then you look like an
2: idiot if you didn't do it, right? I spent
1: I spent so much time telling Ko players not to do that, and then catching myself doing it. I even Mm -hmm. like, and I got salty. Like I was just like, if you watch the stream, it was on stream. I was just like, I was like, well, I lost the game because I made this fucking move. Like, why am I doing this? This is gonna Mm -hmm. cost me the game. Literally, after I'm like starting shooting and like nothing's dying, I was just like. Well, that was stupid yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly,
2: you know talking about real quick an element there jeremy like i don't think a lot of people who haven't been on a stream even if it's at just a local rtt just that element of being on camera knowing people are watching you uh for some for me in particular i have a hard time dealing with that 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 Eye of Sauron, that of that. I just feel like everybody is criticizing every move that I'm making, and it can really be uh, quite an element that you're not prepared for when you enter uh, a competitive event like like sure. this one. So, you know, just just understanding that you know it can be it can be hard to deal with for some
3: people, including myself. I struggle with it. So, hundred percent. Yeah, you yeah. just start question like questioning things, like because you I I, I want to make sure that everything I do on, is is right. And I, I'm, I'm mm, definitely yeah. playing 100% by the rules. You start questioning stuff that, like, boats like yeah. can fly high, right? That's a, <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I didn't did that. dream that, did I? <laughs> Hang on, let me, let me just check. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah okay, cool. Mm. I will pick up my ironclad. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I did
1: that the next
0: game. That's the <laughs> um, It's It's an awkward one, because sometimes you have to make a decision, like, whether to just go for it or not. Yeah, and I think oftentimes the correct decision is probably not to. Yeah, but that's equally, the there is the opposite, like because you can go for it, which is like one end of the spectrum. If my hand will be visible on the screen, and there's <laughs> the correct thing to do is sort of maybe be at like 30 inch range. But the other thing you can do is you can just kind of sort of sit there and do nothing, which is I've done that before, and I was just like gave away turn one. They kind of push forwards, but in a very defensive manner. And I was like, okay, I've got the turn. I can either literally just pick three units and run them, like back in, you know, yeah. before the GHB. Pick three units and run them and kind of do that during them Because I'm safe here. I've deployed very well. Yeah, Or I can go balls deep for want of a better expression, and it will probably <laughs> be a mistake. And then so oh, I yeah. just sat there, i just done the little running thing, thinking, oh, this is very clever. And the roll I've come along... He won the roll off and then gave me the turn. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah. Whereas if it I is... just, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> the really, is, yeah. the best thing to do is just sort of do something in between. To probably. Jeremy's
2: point, to Jeremy's point, you have to remember that there are five turns in this game, not yeah. two or three, but also you want to strike if the iron is hot, right? So yeah. that it, it can be quite nerve-wracking. And then add into that that, people are watching you and judging your Mm. every single movement it can be nerve-wracking so it's Mm. it's it can be it can be difficult Mm. but i just wanted to point that out for you know not everybody can recognize that oh they're just on stream this is entertainment but for the people playing on stream you know judging on their personalities and their their lived experience yeah yeah so it can be it can be it can be pretty nerve-wracking that's all i wanted to say
0: well the other thing about playing on stream is is Often with the way streams are set up, is people can't actually hear you. I don't know. If, I can't remember if I don't know how that was for the game, but often they can't. They hear the commentators talking and stuff, and it's just all they see is you're like your arms moving around. Yeah, and no, it's no, that, one, that
1: one was no commentator, just straight like table talk. Yeah, oh, okay, but yeah, I the, mean, the, it's gosh. hard. It's
0: easy for them to judge, but they you know you don't have necessarily sometimes always a voice in it. Yeah, like talk through what you're
1: thinking or whatever as well I uh I do want to and, and this is a, an Amish to my our mutual friend of me and Matt uh uh Benjamin Schmoller uh there's an apt uh, to uh, poker like uh, strategy uh for KO but should I go first or not and sh- like and shoot my try to shoot my load basically mm-hmm. uh and in poker it's a, if you know you're playing against a better poker player uh you always go all in does not matter <laughs> Because they don't want to. If you go all in and you get it gets paid off, they have no strategy that can like that can win. Like it doesn't matter because you're just you're you're just luck based at this point. So like that's why I tell like that's basically why I tell my the ko players who ask me like about how to play like well if you're playing against a better player and you don't know what the hell you're gonna you don't have a you don't see a path to victory just go all in and see if it mm-hmm. pays off because like that's not what I would do but like if you can't see a path to victory then that's mm-hmm. that's the only option left. So yeah, um, I mean.
0: You've got to do something yeah um, and you can know there's only so long you can sort of think about it before doing it and then you've got to make that decision at some point and yeah hopefully you made the right one <laughs> yeah. Well I, I won the
1: game, but I yeah. guess I, I no, don't right, feel I like mean... I don't feel like I should I played that game yeah. well. I even said at the end of the stream, I'm like, I don't think I played that game well.
0: Yeah. So. Well, I, I meant that more as a like a general thing, like once <laughs> you make a decision, so like, hopefully it turns out to be the right one. You mean the dice, you know, can always have a factor as well. So like yeah. you could go you can go and do it against the same army on the same battle plan, the train set up in the same way and do the exact same thing multiple times, but sometimes it will pay off and sometimes it won't purely because of the dice. Um, yeah. So, cool. Um, should we move on? Is there any questions about this? No. I mean, no? Cool. So, last game then was against Nighthorn, who, who are flavor of the month at the moment.
2: Alex, I mean, uh, Jeremy, have you ever played against Alex before in a round five of a GT? I, I don't. I think this is a precedent.
1: I think Alex only has one victory against me in a round five of a GT. <laughs> Out of like the eleven games we played for finals at GTS. So. Uh, for
2: con- for context, who uh, people who are not intimately aware of the inner workings of our of our gaming group in one particular part of the country, uh, Alex Gonzalez is a member of the Corsairs, um, and him and Jeremy uh, play each other regularly. Yeah, we both yeah. live
1: in the same city. So.
0: Okay. Okay. So, had you have you played against his list before? Then.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I I, I helped him like build this list, uh, okay. and we we've, we've practiced a lot together. Uh, so we, I, if, if you want, like, you ask me at the beginning of every mission, how do I feel against like uh, that army? Uh, Night you would think has like the four up ignore, uh, rend is like a good mechanic to to, to to counter KO. But it turns out like they just don't have the bodies to basically like take full benefit of that. Mm-hmm. I, most of the games when I play against Night I don't have a problem with them as KO because you can just kind of like just attrit them down so there's just even though they might ignore half your d- damage like every wound that goes through is so punishing for that army because it's just a volume of shots you have and they just don't have enough models on the table to really be like uh, uh like the game of attrition takes a toll really quickly on them mm-hmm. basically
0: well, uh, it kind of depends on whether they can roll that one four up as well to bring exactly. it back as well yeah um, it's an interesting matchup, uh, because I think the last time I played against Nighthorn, since the the book changed, um like the, the opponent said, Oh, I don't really want to play this KO, it's KO. We think as KO as being a hard matchup. And I was thinking, well, there's a lot of things about this matchup that are hard for KO as well. So yep. it's kind of like this interesting one where it's uh it's kind of bad but also good for both players. It's kind of like this I mean you'd almost say it's a fair matchup in some ways. I don't know. Do you, there's two, don't there's me.
2: aspects of from each perspective where you're like God I just don't want to play against that army and then also oh that's actually not a bad uh synergy I have against that army, but it works yeah. both ways. Yeah you've got
0: some yeah. pros and cons for both for both players, I think. Um so I mean it's quick for the list. So he has a, a spirit torment as his general, master of magic, arcane tome, uh seal of Saish as his uh spell, another spirit Torment um and a Gardener of Souls with the uh, Midnight Tome and uh, the Shade Mist spell uh all and then also a Krollgast Cruciator. Um three of those are in command entourage, but the way the list is set up on best Coast pairing, I'm not sure which three and one of is in battle regiment. Um, um and then he has uh four units of ten blade guys revenants. A unit of twenty blade cars, uh re- revenants, ten hex race and five hex race. Uh and it's the ten hex race and the twenty blade revenants that are in bounty hunters. Um and then a purple sun. Yeah, and is you've got battle regiment, command entourage, and bounty hunters.
1: So he I think uh, he won- only had I think he only had two units of five hex race. I don't think he had a unit of ten. I don't remember a unit of ten in our game. Uh, uh, yeah, mine yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't it um, doesn't it does. it's it, it there was a lot
0: of units so i was trying to well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, really we went
2: pretty far into the show without a typo so you know i uh, consider that pretty good yeah,
0: pretty good. yeah. yeah. i mean i haven't spelled hex race wrong so <laughs> <laughs> we'll take that uh so uh 1970 so you would have got the triumph
1: again uh yes. so there is
0: i mean you say they don't have the bodies but there's a lot more bodies in your list
1: yeah, so uh, the the big the big problem with uh, like like I said, night hunt. It's a, first, it's a multi objective mission, so he can't fully go like yoloing all the time because it's yeah. So it like closer to chess, uh, and and for the most part, it's an army that like the way the deployments works. Like the KO gets to pick the engagement, not the night player most of the time, and like if you just collapse a flank, like the way Alex approached the game was correct. He basically Put his twenty block in the Crusader reserve. Try to see like what would happen, like make the charge off the drop to try to kill a boat, take a point, and apply the pressure and get to dictate the flank that we we're going to be fighting maybe for the rest of the game. Pro- problem is, um, the only juicy target I gave him was like uh, like this boat on my corner objective in the back, and like so he deployed the entire like twenty hex rays on literally my short edge, my short board edge deployment. Which basically meant like the rest of my army was just kind of walking around that block and just mowing down his like smaller units as time goes on, and that that 20 man block spent the rest of the game trying to catch up to the rest of the army doing all the killing. And the thing is, he, he was taking my objectives, but I was always taking objectives back. So there wasn't like we were just trading objectives. I wasn't like holding down and just. Trying to like, I was just basically saying, oh, I got twenty guys in the rear chasing me. I'm just gonna keep going forward and just mowing down like yeah. through. So uh, was it kind
0: of the game just kind of moving in this big sort of spirally?
1: Yeah, exactly. Type
0: thing. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah basically. And uh, and and you know, like I said, like one between the combination of mortal wounds from the ram, the turning off ward save from the admiral, the uh, basically mortal wounds from bombs. The small shots from the Arcanaut actually play a huge role in Nighthawk matchups. Like, mm-hmm. like they just like the volume of shot just goes through their through them very quickly, uh, because you don't need quality shots against Nighthawk. You just need high volume shots. That's mm-hmm. the way to basically make the four up more like like closer to the average. It's just increasing how many four ups he has to make. Not like that's why like armies that struggle against Nighthawk are usually the ones of high quality shots and low volume. And that's like mm-hmm. yeah, if you roll slightly above average on the four up, you're like. I guess I'm just not doing anything, but mm-hmm. KO doesn't isn't an army that really suffers from lack of volume. You have literally nothing but volume, mm-hmm. uh, and that's the uh, that's kind of like the reason why I think like okay, like I know like uh, the Europeans that terrified Irania but like, not everybody rolls like Ronya. Like not not all Nighthawk players make like 60 to 65% four-ups. I love Ronya, but I've seen her games on stream, and I'm just like, holy <laughs> shit, that's a lot of four-ups. <laughs> not everybody makes those all the time. Just roll, uh, better. Just roll, better. Just roll
2: better. You can be on Team America. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, and, and we played this game multiple times uh, in 3.0, in 2.0, when we played Nighthawk in 2.0. And I don't think he's ever beaten K.O. Nighthawk, ever. I don't think it's ever happened for him. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the consensus, is the, the the moral of the story for us, is that, like, they just don't have the bodies to weather the continual turns of shooting K.O. brains. Because, mm-hmm. um, especially now that the Emerald turns off their ward save, like, mm-hmm. that 20 block is such a liability, like, when the Emerald and the Ironclad comes nearby. Uh
0: there's so I think
1: someone from the chat has uh, has someone that can roll a lot of four ups that they play
0: against.
1: <laughs> oh well, that's that's yeah, <laughs> but that's that. But the yeah. thing is, like, if you could just like keep choosing the engagements, you have more turns. You have like more turns to do it. Just don't hmm. get caught, you know, eventually by the big blocks of scary things. Um, and and like, if it was more of a mission that was like uh, objectives down the center only, I think it's more advantageous to the nighthawk player. Just mostly because he doesn't have to spread his forces too thinly to cover to block the boats from basically taking points, uh, yeah. and and that's like you know that would have been a that would have been a much better matchup for Alex in that in that regard. Uh, the purple sun is great in that, haunt, It does like literally <laughs> nothing against it, like for like he doesn't suffer from it at all. And then and so like once again like love to that purple sun did fucking nothing except killing mm-hmm. one harpy in Tom's game and blocking Kragnelson. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe
0: if it it's took it. out a hero or something. But if it like it takes like a normal ghosty boy away, it's like, well yeah, I'll just bring him back next time. Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: no like, it is it's fun. And it, it was I did have one Nighthawk player uh ask me, like was convinced that the purple sun actually reduced his save and I was just like, No, dude, it, it literally doesn't <laughs> no, it does <laughs> and I was like <laughs> you've been playing that wrong this entire
2: weekend, oh my oh, god. <laughs> uh, yeah. so, I I uh, love four up saves because half the people say, well, I, uh, four up saves, uh, there, they might as well be a six up save. And then some people consider it might as well be a two up save because it's just so, it's so funny. It's either one extreme or the other. Right. But it's right yeah. down the middle.
1: But also like, I want to point out like this matchup alone is why I love drill cannons mm-hmm. because drill cannons against night heroes are fucking phenomenal. Oh yeah. Uh, cause, cause you're just like, I get, well, especially in the reroll ones, like, you know, mechanic against them. Cause they all fly. You're like, Cool. Here's a somewhat flat three mortal wounds that just rolled in. Like enjoy, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh, they are only five away. Yeah, they're only five wound heroes. Great. Like I guess I'll just throw some like sky hooks from uh, from Arkanos just to see if I get lucky. Like if they're just Mm -hmm. they're 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 like drill cannons have like been my like my all stars in like matchups like this. So. Yeah, okay. that was that yeah. was I, the game, and like you can watch it on stream. I, just, I think the channel's Warbird, but it basically yeah. like it, Alex is tabled at the top of three. I think he, I don't think he has a single model left. And then the Ironclad did charge a lot that game. Did charge a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we
0: need to. You go around a big spiral just from objective to objective. So you need to get onto those objectives, so you yeah. have to charge to get onto. Um,
2: Again, so. I want to point out that Alex is probably like one of the best. Players in the country, certainly in the ITC, and, mm-hmm. uh, and certainly one of the best Nighthawk players uh, in the country as well. So this is no easy feat. It's not like Jeremy had an easy path to victory here. He he ran through a couple of uh, the toughest competitors that the Midwest and America in general has to offer. So
1: yeah, I played uh, number one ITC, number three ITC, and then uh, at Beasley as well. Yeah, you no, know, like fifth or seventh or something, yeah. and then Bobby's like 15th or something. Right? Like, yeah it was it was actually like for like a local player area it was so yeah. pretty stacked in terms of ITC
2: the the uh the the level of competition that you had to get through was was no no uh no easy path for sure
0: okay well. um so yeah i think we don't need to say anything more about that particular game really um we cover some things about how you're going to potentially change your list in the future
1: yeah you're also not going to take ko to your next tournament yeah I don't want to fly of the boats like flying I'm so tired of like fixing boats after (laughs) every like flight over so I'm uh I'm I'm going to bring them probably to my the uh uh, either Nova which is Mm. in uh, Washington uh, DC, the, the mm-hmm. other Washington. Uh- <laughs> I, I, Jeremy,
2: I've been trying to convince Lee to come over for Nova, and may- maybe you can help me with that endeavor. But continue.
1: Uh But yeah, I, I plan. I plan I plan on like bringing Ko as often as I. I, I just don't want to fly too often with them. Mm-hmm. Those, those boats are like. Jer- they're, they're, they're professionally painted. I don't want to. I don't want to like, mm-hmm. like damaging you're,
2: anymore. You're you're making me very very nervous because Kyle Caleb is coming to uh, Boise Cup and he's flying with my ironclad. So you're not <laughs>
1: inspiring any any confidence right now. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Like, I, I, I've, I've I, so many times have I broken those boats and like and like they like packed like super well. It just doesn't matter. Like, things just breaks off. Like,
2: mm. I'm watching you, Kyle. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm pretty sure the the guys who pack our bags in the airplanes are all like hate ko armies. So They're just like, oh motherfucker, that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got hit with <laughs> a warp
3: lightning vortex one time. This guy's going down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I only ever take models on carry-on luggage. Like mm-hmm. that, they, I I've stopped taking putting them on the like underneath the plane. Full stop. Mm-hmm. Yep.
4: Yep.
2: Uh, that's why I, if you can find one of the, uh, I think the manufacturer is Sable, S-A-B-O-L, Army Transport. Uh, it actually is the exact dimensions for an American TSA carry-on bag. So that's what I, I, I stocked up whenever I can find them mm-hmm. on good deals. So I'm hoping that just saves my ironclad when Kyle comes to Boise in a week. <laughs>
1: I, uh, I I did I did kind of want to repeat the the thing I did last year that I didn't even know I was competing for. I won best KO at ITC last year, and I didn't even like know I was competing for it. Uh, so I wasn't mm-hmm. even at LVO to pick up the award, and apparently like my team brought back the award for me. And I was just like, I didn't even know I was competing for this <laughs> <laughs> casual KO winner. All right, that sounds good. Uh, but no, it will be fun for I I mean like I love I would like to win something with dwarf factions like that's like mm-hmm. that's my go to thing. I have a dispossessed army. I'm literally building up right now to try to win for next year. Okay. So
0: so you're st- sticking with KO, but just not for the ones where you have to fly, basically.
1: That's right. Is, that's right. Yeah. We, just, we just we just hammer things. Mm-hmm. We don't have access, We just hammer them. <laughs> I'm
2: trying to convince Lee to fly over for one of these big events, whether it's Nova, which is a little bit easier because it's closer to the UK, or, or even LVO because it's more time. But one of these days, one of these days.
0: I mean, I'd I say probably, I don't know when these tournaments are, but if it's this year, it's
1: probably out of the question.
2: LVO is no. technically next year in January. <laughs> I think
1: I think, I, uh, I think, Kron and you should come to LVO because it's somewhat affordable to fly to Vegas. And it's also a lot, of, I would say, easier to fly for Kron, mm-hmm. but no. I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've done, look,
3: I've done my international trip this year. May, uh, m- maybe next year.
1: That's well, next year, guys. It's in February. So yeah, late January. Before
0: the <laughs> end of the year, I have three weddings to attend, two of which are mine. And then uh, also, all sorts of things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all sorts of things going on.
4: Alright,
2: yeah, right, so like, what I'm hearing first, from you, yeah. Lee, is
3: you're committing to 2023. Then. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I heard a rumor there was some some of you Americans coming over to Sam Morgan's event in August i here? think some of
1: the east coasters are coming uh i don't know which ones but i did hear like at least in the team america chat there was people talking about going to his event uh we would love to go to australia like
2: i would love to go to cancon for sure
0: think yeah. okay. yeah. we all love to just travel all over the world all the time
2: <laughs> we all can't be tom one yeah. <laughs> <Yes,
1: sir. laughs> I, mean, I do uh i do i do know i i have a metric for aos worlds if we ever get a team china then I know Warhammer has made it international to just get, like, into <laughs> China. Uh, then we're like, we're, like, definitely everywhere now. Mm. They have GTs, like, really mm. big ones, but they're just, you n- never hear about them, so...
0: <laughs> is, there, so. You, is there a, a Japanese team? Because I, I know, like there's, quite, no. like, there's a bit of a Japanese scene. Um, yeah, there is, had, but there isn't a team, yet.
3: We had a Japanese guy in Team Australia this year. Uh, mm-hmm. but there wasn't enough interest for him to drum together a full eight-man team in Japan yeah
1: mm-hmm. yeah it would be it would be super sweet to get more e- Asian teams uh, you know out there so
3: you know the global yeah.
2: scene is is growing so eventually mm-hmm. in
1: time I'm sure we'll get there mm-hmm. I just I, I just hate when I hear like, oh, well, we might get a Team South Africa and it's just like a, another English team. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, for fuck's sake, we don't need a 6-1. Like, come on, yeah. <laughs> South team Cyprus. Yeah. <laughs> team Cyprus. Oh, yeah, Team Cyprus. Another English uh, team. <laughs> I mean, uh,
0: anything that gets, that, you know, that's because I didn't have any chance getting on Team England. So
2: Jeremy, is there a spot for, <laughs> is there a spot for Team America mascot? Because if so, I am just born for that. Yeah, race. it's
1: called the the assistant, it's the mascot the role. Assistant. That's basically where you are. Yeah. Yeah, so an, an entertainer
0: role
2: hype what man beer man water boy
3: like some <laughs> right. like yeah. a whole team of those guys team america could do the same
1: thing mm-hmm. oh we it's expensive for us to fly to europe guys like one, one of these years we're gonna make the europeans come to the states or even canada i don't care <laughs> <laughs> we're, to right we're gonna hold the worlds idea.
2: here you know here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> my
3: uh my,
2: my my wife who's in the chat good vibes mommy she told me that if uh i don't take her t- i have to if, if the first time we go to Europe is related to Warhammer, then I am in some, some serious trouble. So uh, <laughs> I got to take her to Paris before I can actually start flying to European events.
0: <laughs> there you go.
2: I mean,
1: Nottingham is basically Amsterdam. Paris, That's isn't it? That's crazy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. Well, um, I think we've probably digressed from the topic of the show now. So I think we will end <laughs> the show here um and then probably just carry on chatting afterwards but as is yeah, what yeah, normally happens <laughs> um but yeah uh, uh jeremy thank you very much for coming on cron and matt thank you uh, as always um everyone in the chat uh and everyone that watched us live and good vibes mummy uh thank you very much and uh we'll see you again soon bye-bye i'm waiting yes. my hand is not appearing um yeah, right. <laughs> bye